welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leela McRae. All right, it's a Deck takeover of the Yak Sports Podcast. Brad is on with me, and uh, yeah, we let Leela on. I'm too. still here. Well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> Brad, let's talk about. I mean, arguably the best team in baseball, the Baltimore Orioles, dude. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm repping the gear right now. So, uh, you know, it, uh, exciting game tonight. Grayson Rodriguez got called back up. Um, outing did not go according to plan last time I checked. Um, Neither did most know. of his first ones while he was on my fantasy team. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, <laughs> still some things maybe not to, you know, still got to hash them out. But it was a tough, tough, you know, call in for him having to go up against the Dodgers, right? Being, getting called back up. So. Uh, came out first inning. He was back with some vengeance, dude, throwing triple digits. Um, looking good in the first inning. So he he had a good start to it. Just kind of fell off once, you know, runners started getting on base. I, I saw the I saw the whole tweet yesterday. I sent it to Joe, and it was like Baltimore Orioles, the least amount of losses in the AL. So like they only had 35 losses compared to Tampa Bay's 36. Now Tampa Bay has three more wins, but you know, games even out. Uh, just to clarify, when we say best team in baseball, Atlanta still sixty-one and thirty-one. So I, I, I think oh, best best in the AL is my movie we're talking about. But I saw that tweet about Baltimore being right there at the top of the AL, and I'm like, yeah, Buster only this, and this is me. This is me saying this, a Pirates fan, not an Orioles fan, but like, yeah, Buster only the worst, worst. This is bad for baseball, isn't it? Like all these other teams tear it down and build it back up. And when the Baltimore does it, apparently it's worse than everybody else. And it didn't even take as long as some of the other teams. It's taken a long time. Other teams have been worse longer. And here is Leland's rant about Buster only saying all that crap. Now I don't, you know, wish to shoot him to the moon or all the other stuff that Joe likes to say. Why not? But I do think it's, it was bull and it's just, I I don't understand it. Yeah. They were the worst team in that division. That's a, tough division who's the worst team in that division right now uh red sox and everyone's everyone is comfortably above 500 i would like that now everybody is but the last places teams in that division is boston and new york tied 50 and 44 so like you know i i I think the orioles didn't have the worst plan ever and it seems to be paying off to a degree yeah Yeah, i think the rebuild is ahead of schedule brad's exactly right the rebuild is ahead of schedule we got that core up Now, if the Orioles were smart, and here's the thing. When I say if the Orioles were smart, I'm not even blaming Mike Elias for this because I'm not sure how much say Mike Elias has over this. I'm saying if John Angelos wasn't, you know, treating his wallet like he's never going to make money ever again, (laughs) um, he would he would be signing someone like, I don't know, Adley Rushman, Gunnar Henderson, uh, Jordan Westberg to an extent. He would be signing some of those guys now. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Gunnar Henderson and Adley Rushman, absolutely. If you could sign them to like a six, seven year deal today, even I would decent do. money, like because it's cheaper today than it is tomorrow. Yeah, I, I would sign them to a 10 year. If either one took a 10 year deal right now, I would absolutely sign them because it's going to be cheaper. Like you said, Leland, it's cheaper today than it is when you wait till the end of arbitration. But the Orioles are so, John Angelos is so small brained. For a, for a family that has made so much money, I just don't understand it. Because when it comes to their players, it's just like, well, but arbitration, we won't have to pay them as much if we sign them to a mega deal right now. I'm like, okay, well, that mega deal that's going to be at the end of arbitration, 
in six years when arbitration's over is going to be way more than if you sign them to a quote-unquote mega deal now. And by the way, if you sign Adley Rushman now, by the time that 10-year deal is up, if he leaves, I mean, he still might be good, but I'm not going to be devastated like someone's going to get Adley Rushman in his prime. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, now's the time to do it. You guys are absolutely right. And, you know, with with this young, just influx that's coming in i mean we we have people that probably could start on any team that are in the minors that can't come up right now um and you know we won't extend our young guys that we do have to try to get in the pitching that we need but we also won't trade away any guys to get the pitching that we need um you know showing that commitment signing the younger dudes i think that would help bring in some of the pitchers that we need in free agency and you know have make make the guys want to come in that's great that we back the wall up and everything but that also kind of hurts our hitting as well um so you know catch 22 there now ryan mount castle struggles to hit home runs so yeah i don't know, I'm telling I don't know you, what to do about that ryan Mountcastle. i don't know how you feel about this brad ryan Mountcastle. i would trade if if somebody was like we want ryan Mountcastle. if we're going to give you a rental i'd be like cool deal yeah i mean we got um, kobe mayo that can play first base in the future right. so Kowser you know. can play first base mm-hmm. um Ryan O'Hearn has played a pretty good first base. Mm-hmm. Um, and also when it comes to our prospects, anyone not named Jackson holiday, I absolutely would trade. Yeah. I would like to have a little bit more outfield depth. Um, I think that, I mean, they always say that we have a bunch of outfielders, but I don't know. I just don't just feel as That's confident. We, we go sign Aaron Hicks instead of letting, uh, <laughs> instead of letting Kyle Stowers. I don't know what Kyle Stowers did. To Brandon Hyde, but Kyle Stowers literally cannot get in that lineup. It's it's something else, dude. It takes me almost back to uh, the Ryan Flaherty days. Why why was he always on the team? You know, it was the opposite of Ryan. Yeah, he's the oppo yeah. Ryan Flaherty. Where Buck Showalter, the exact like, opposite. Ryan Flaherty was his like adopted child or illegitimate son. I don't know. And- <laughs> So he was always on the team and they were always like, Oh, well, you know, he can play everywhere. So that's why he's on the team. I'm like, yeah, but he doesn't do play anywhere. Good. He hits like 180 and fields is a below average fielder. And they're like, Oh, but I mean, he can play outfield. He can play third. He can play second. He can play short. I'm sure so, I'm sorry we didn't let him pitch. Speaking of, um, you know, why, why are we having this issue with uh, DL hall right now? You know, we, we call him up to start one game last year to, and tell him we are immediately sending him back down so that he can become a bullpen arm. We do that. He struggles. Then he finally starts to find success at the end of the year. We go into this spring training and he's one of our best, you know, 13 pitchers on the roster. So what do we do? We send him down and we say, well, we want you to be a starter, but you're not built up as a starter. <laughs> well, whose fault's that? Yeah. And then, and then they're saying, Oh, well, you know, we don't want you to, you know, waste your innings or anything. So we're going to limit your innings, but you're not built up as a starter. I'm like, okay, well, that's two conflicting things. You can't limit their innings and say, you know, but you're not built up as a starter. And and like that point is always like my biggest thing with anything. Brad, you and I were talking about my Steelers and we don't have to get into this for the podcast part, but like I'm always about investing in the plan. Like I, I think Kenny Pickett, 
is okay enough. And like, they obviously do. They drafted him and they're invested. Like then like invest in the plan. Don't just like push everything forward and punt and, and we'll see and all that. Like eventually you got to buy into the plan. And like, so, so I'm good. Like, let's get people around Pickett. Let's run it with him. Like, let's give him an opportunity to be that awesome quarterback and say the same thing in Baltimore for you guys. Like you have Henderson and uh, Adley who, across the board everybody's like yeah you guys are good especially Adley like it's just you're good invest around that to make it have a chance now now I'm not saying do the San Diego Padres way and just blow it all up to like try to win this year next year if you can have those guys long term and you have faith you'll have them maybe get some long-term contracts in place but invest in the plan have a plan and see it out like even I'd rather go down fighting with the plan than you know never try anything and just lose just the same I it just you know, I, it's just better that way. And I think that's the problem with the Yankees right now. When you, when you look at what they're doing, it's just like, okay, yeah, judge is hurt, but like for as much money as they spend on that roster all the time, they should be better than they are. So like, what are, what is your plan? What are you doing? Like, what's your strengths that they're playing to? And like, I don't think they can identify those other than let, let's have judge hit 61 homers. And, you know, at least we'll be on ESPN during college football Saturday in September. We'll be happy you know, like they don't have a plan and that makes me happy. Heck with the Yankees, but it's just like, they don't have an identity. And I, I think Baltimore is forming that right now. I just, I worry that they fully invest in it just like you guys are. And I'm not even a Baltimore fan, but I'm hoping they do because anybody other than the Yankees and, and honestly, Boston that can win in that division. I'm happy about it. I'm happy when Tampa Bay is winning that division. I'm happy right now when Baltimore's up in it, Toronto's fine. So I'll take it. And we were, crapping on Buster only earlier. Let's crap on him again because he is the only person saying like the New York Yankees, they're, they're going to land Shohei Otani. No one else is saying that. And you know why? Because the Yankees don't have a farm system worthy enough to land a guy like Shohei Otani. The angels look Would the angels hate to lose him for nothing. Yes. But are the angel, does that mean the angels are going to give him away for nothing? No, the angels will sit there and be like, Oh, well we'll, we'll ride the ticket train. As long as Shohei Otani, yeah, like they're not going to be like, oh, well, the Yankees want him. Well, oh, gee, our, <laughs> our bad. Let's just make sure the Yankees are good because Buster only and ESPN and everybody else wants the Yankees to be good. That's not what the Angels are going to do here. And Buster Buster only is just trying to speak this into existence because Buster only is a shill for the New York Yankees. We we already know this, and the Boston Red Sox for that matter. He's a big market. That's what he's a shill for. We know he hates the Orioles. It's an Oriole rival, so that's another reason to love the Yankees if you're Buster only. He gets on here. He's, the Orioles are bad for baseball, even though we've got a great young core now. He used to write for the Sun, didn't he? I think, I'm telling you, I think Earl Weaver or somebody who was the manager at the time when he was there embarrassed him. And he has just held it against the Orioles franchise ever since. That's the only thing I can think of. Maybe... Maybe he got hazed, in which case I would feel really bad. That's not appropriate. <laughs> um, it, it seems, you know, there's a lot of hazing going on in Northwestern, it would seem. Uh, He's a Vanderbilt guy. Their baseball coach got, <laughs> yeah, their baseball coach got canned, too. Um, maybe, the, maybe the Orioles hazed him when he was a reporter or something, or the Baltimore Sun hazed him when he was a reporter, and he's just never forgiven them. He's like, I'm going to take it out on your team forever. That's fine. I the only thing that would have made it better is if Buster only when he was interviewing Adley Rushman about, you know, how cool it was during the home run derby or whatever, if Adley Rushman had just been like, yeah, and I'm bad for baseball. 
and just like <laughs> at that and totally embarrass Buster only on national television just to re-up it. Like anytime an Orioles being interviewed by Buster only, I want them to embarrass him on national television. Yeah, I mean, I I don't care what he has to say about anything. Like really, um, his opinion doesn't matter to me. Um, <laughs> he, uh, you know, has hated on the Orioles for so long. And it brings me back to those those days in like 2013, 2014, you know, when the Orioles were starting to kind of emerge out of their past, you know, the dark, dark ages is like to refer to them. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's like, Everyone, everyone always picking the Orioles to finish in last. And I'm like, they just won the division. Why are you picking them to finish last? Like, what are you doing? You know, the Orioles turn it around now. This time we have the farm system developed to back it up. So we can have steady, you know, flow of people to trade away, to bring up, to replace guys. We have the depth. So now what I'm worried about the Orioles identity is, you know, I don't think our owner believes in us. He has said at the beginning of this year that, last year was a fluke and the team can't sustain that. And I don't know what kind of owner says that about his own team. Like who does that? And he's up here like saying those things. We have, we have guys like Adley Rushman, Gunnar Henderson, Grayson Rodriguez. Yeah. He hasn't panned out yet, but you know, if he reaches any form of his potential, he's going to be at least a solid pitcher in a, in a rotation. So, you know, believe in it, develop it, go out there and get the guys that we need because we're proving the future, you know, the future isn't the next two years, three years, four years, like we kind of thought it was. Sure, we got Jackson Holiday coming up probably maybe even at the end of next year, but the future's now. We are competing for first place in the division. Go out there, get the pieces you need to complete this year to some extent without selling everything that, you know, messes up the next few years. We we, ha- we can afford to do that now. Yeah, we've got too many prospects, right? Like there's prospects on prospects in the same position. So sell off some of those prospects, get a rental pitcher that is, you know, probably going to be good enough to be in our rotation because I'll be honest, you're exactly right. We're one game behind the Rays. And if we lose tonight, I don't know what the Rays are doing. Um, Grayson Rodriguez did kind of choke when it, when I stopped watching, it was six to one us and then it, or four to one us. And I, I guess it changed or six one. I don't know. With Texas. Yeah. Grayson Rodriguez pooped the bed. Um, but despite as bad as he's been and like Cole Irvin is like the guy who, when he's not in the rotation is in the rotation. And I'm like, okay, uh, every time I see his name on the list, I'm like, all right, well, buckle up. Like (laughs) as bad as our starting pitching has been, we are right there in the American league, right there for the top record in the American league. And I, I just, I don't understand you're exactly right, Brad. When when John Angelo said, well, you know, last year was kind of a fluke. I, I don't think we can bank on that kind of success again. I'm like, why? Because the young players that we drafted are here? Like, Because you- those young players all together dominated double A when they were all on it. So that's, you know, they're getting called up, they're moving up, and they're starting to dominate this level too, so. It's almost like he is the owner from Major League. Like, <laughs> where he's just like rooting against his own team. He wants to move him to Nashville. Let's get a cardboard like, cutout going here. No one wants a cardboard cutout of him. <laughs> he, throws, he throws Grayson Rodriguez out there who probably gave up more his fair share of moonshots tonight. And he goes, that ought to shut him up. Like, like, I just, I think he is like an absolute villain. And here's the problem. Like, 
his other brother who is suing him, I don't really like him either because he's like, well, I mean, we're spending too much money. And I'm like, you're an ass. You're an ass. The time to win is now. Stop being an ass. And the here's, here's the thing, right? When we're talking about like, I should be excited because this young core is coming up. We've got all this great hope. And I would be, and this is the other problem I have with Michael Eyes is like, well, we don't want to mortgage the future. And I'm like, well, I, I want to win a World Series more than anything. And so if I thought our owners would sign, you know, three or four of these guys, sure, don't trade away the farm for a short-term rental. But I don't. So trade the farm, get me that rental, get me somebody who can get us in a World Series and maybe even win the thing. That's what I want. Because when Adley Rushman is a free agent, I, I look, this. I don't even want to think about it because I don't think we re-sign him. I think Johnny Angel is going to be like, well, you know, we re-signed Chris Davis and that didn't work out. And be like, well, yeah, because your dad's an idiot. Yeah, everyone knew Chris Davis wasn't going to work out. But... The only guy who didn't know Chris Davis wasn't going to work out was Peter Angelos. Yeah, I mean, you have to you have to resign Adley. I mean, I don't think they have a choice. What I'm worried about is they're if they do that, they're not going to go out and resign people like Gunnar Henderson, Jackson Holiday, you know that Jordan. kind of thing. Yeah. So talking about rebuilding a different stage of it uh virginia tech football um i mean i've been excited about what i've been seeing i know we were terrible last year but it's all part of the process and for all the talk that pry did the first year in the off season before things got started we said okay now it's results time we didn't really see results on the field last year but we saw moments of like okay a little bit better here a little bit better there but we're still dealing with worse players and whatnot we're recruiting like a up a storm right now. I mean, it's just like we're pulling in stars, uh, you know, four or five star guys, and it's awesome. Now those all got to pan out, and they, you know, the last time we had this many four or five star guys is this year, and it's you know wasn't long enough long enough ago to relate it to winning, but at least that's all you can do right now is get guys in the door that other people want to, and when you see guys that are choosing Virginia Tech and the other little icons beside their names are. Alabama and Michigan and teams of that level, I'll take them. I'll take them and let's see what we can do with those guys. Because when we were taking in guys that had the other logos and they were Delaware and West Virginia Tech, you know, it, we see what that got us. So I'm just, I've been excited. Again, I will reiterate this, you know, winning in July means nothing. And, uh, you know, you, you have to do well with recruiting and all that, but it doesn't win you games yet. But uh, I'm excited and I, I continue to be, and I would have to think you guys agree with that. Yeah, I, I agree. Winning winning cures all, right? Yeah. And last year... I'm take winning. Last year was a year where I even said going in, and, and I even had to amend that, because originally my statement was, just don't lose to ODU. And then we lost yeah, to ODU. Had to quickly, uh, like, <laughs> quickly, uh, <laughs> quickly had to amend that, because I'm like, I can't... I don't even know how much I can blame Brent Pry on this. Like... Yeah. I look at that roster and I'm like, this team sucks. Like this team isn't good. And I know there are some fans that are still a little concerned because, you know, the big, the big knock on Fuente was everybody transfers out. And it, that wasn't, that, that didn't stop happening this year. Right. Everybody, there were a lot of, there were some transfers out now, maybe not as many, but there were still some transfers and players were like, Oh, well, that guy played and he transferred. And I'm like, good. I don't, <laughs> who cares we had zero all-conference players like you are not going to see me be like oh no that guy who wasn't all-conference transferred like darn 
We and unfortunately, like that's the nature of the beast in today's college. Yeah. Like athletics, you get transfers at like way more now than you ever would. That's just the way it is. It. Yep, absolutely. But I, I don't know. I just appreciate that like all the talk, we are seeing results somewhere so far. And, and, and in July, this is the only place you can see results. We can't count for anything else right now because no games sure. are being played. So I like what I'm seeing. I mean, we got to improve on our win-loss record. You know, these guys who are recruiting right now aren't going to be on the field this year. You know, they're, they're not even right. going to sign a letter until February or, I guess, December now. Um, so, yeah, that's still the future. But, like, at least there's, like, momentum in the right direction that makes me have more faith that, like, momentum on the field this year can still be in the right direction so we can improve. What did we have win last year? Three wins or something like that? Like, we didn't win. We won. Oh, it was more than that, wasn't it? It was, like, four or five, wasn't it? We didn't win for a long time until that season. <laughs> and we beat Liberty in the six. end, and then we didn't have our last game. Uh, that Liberty win, I'm telling you what, that was – we stole that game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not <laughs> – don't take anything I've said for uh, positiveness because it was a rough, <laughs> rough go last year. No, we only had like three wins, didn't we? We were terrible. I'm looking. It was a dumpster fire. Yeah, like we were, we bad, were bad, but like we – we found our moments. It was. We like, won three. Gosh. We won three games. One conference win. Man. Yeah. And it was UVA. No, it was Boston College. We didn't play the UVA game. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Boston College early. We played Boston College and was it Marshall early? And then well, we didn't win until Liberty game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're not good. Wolford. Um, we beat Wolford. Well, we're not good. Um, and, and we weren't, but we're gonna be better. That's what I'm saying. Like that's I think the we bottom. Will be I'm convinced that was the bottom swinging back up. Wente sent the jet down. He he was. I, I guess I'm not supposed to make jokes about this. He he was piloting the submarine going to see the Titanic, and it <laughs> went to the bottom. And now we're gonna come back up. We're gonna bring the whole Titanic with us. Yeah, and. and Here's Maybe the you thing. have to edit this part of the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> no, we're going to leave it in. Um, but even Terrible even the freshmen we recruited were like, I mean, they're not Michael Vick, right? Like, we're not getting that top echelon guy to walk through the door right now. And I'm not saying that that's on Brent Pride to do that in year one, because I don't think that's realistic. No. But I, I just, I hope that the overall talent improves. Like you said, win more than three games. I would... Bowl game, I, I think, should be a realistic goal for this team. If we're improving, uh, you can't you can't have another three win season. Yeah, we got to have more wins. Absolutely, got to have more wins. I'm not saying fire him if we don't, but I, that'll 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 open up the door for those discussions. More wins and hoping for a bowl game and like a legitimate hope for a bowl game. A legitimate hope isn't winning the ACC. A legitimate hope is making a bowl game. No, and I hope fans realize that, right? Like, even winning the Coastal is not going to be all that realistic. Yeah, the the days when we would go to bowl games every year, you know, and be competing against those really big schools in every bowl game, that, that was, those were fun. Like, back when Tyrod Taylor was dominating and all that kind of stuff, that was, that was fun Virginia Tech football to watch. Yeah. We didn't always win the bowl games, but no, I, it was nice to be there. I've spoke to it back then when people were like, oh, another orange bowl. I'm like, my goodness, we need to, <laughs> like our fan base is spoiled. Yeah. 
how, how did we like this year instead? Yeah. This past year. So. I mean, that, I mean, that goes back to the greater point that like Beamer stayed a little bit too long, but like Beamer had earned that, like he had earned to kind of sure. pace out. Like, so I'm really not arguing that, but that is part of the problem. As much as we blame Fuente for everything, Beamer leaving too late was a part of the problem. We were already headed in the wrong direction. And then Fuente looked like he had plateaued that and was going to give us something to build off of. But that was just the last time we had good players in the house. So it's fine. Fuente, Fuente was the worst of these evils. Like I'll take Beamer had built way up for me to talk that much trash to him, but that is part of the problem. But I think prize turning us up and like, he, he understands this fan base and speaks to that all the time. Every time he talks, it's, just, it's like, at least he gets it. Like whether he ends up being successful or not, at least he has a brain and, and gets it. And so I, I don't know. I keep drinking the Kool-Aid and loving the flavor. So <laughs> Well, and, and I hope you're right on this. And I, like I said, huh, I, I didn't realize how bad it was until that ODU game and the first game for Brent Pry. And when I was watching that team play, I was like, oh, talent on the field. Yeah, that was the thing. I was like, oh, um, not only are we, we going to lose, but ODU is actually better. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they have the better team. This is a problem. And again, like, this kind of goes back to what you're saying, right? Like, yeah, Beamer stayed on a little too long, but Beamer won how many ACC championships built this program. He can stay a little too long. The problem, the problem wasn't even all Beamer. Like if Wendy recruits half decently and doesn't chase off every ounce of talent that walks in the room, like we're probably a better football team, but unfortunately, whether it was just his style and the players didn't gel Fuente didn't do himself favors with the fan base by not Lock wanting to the fan Look base. Yeah, Close this is door. this is you know everything is insular. Um, that doesn't help, especially like a small town like Blacksburg. They want to be included. They feel like they're part of that program. Chased uh, Bud out the door. Bud got well. I mean, Bud did hang around a while. He, he was uh, there for a minute, and then he's like, "I need to separate myself from this guy." Yeah. I don't know how many more times I needed to see a safety get beat over the top before. Yeah. I, I think, I think Bud was calling defenses like he did when we had elite talent at the end and we just plain didn't. And maybe that's part of it, right? Maybe and that you might be speaking to that there where Bud, Bud realizes, Oh wait, we're not good. Yeah. And I can't, I can't call man to man blitzes because my corners aren't good enough. But Brad, speaking of Virginia Tech, let's let's talk something you and I love to talk about and Leland hates to talk about. Let's talk some unis. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up some screenshots I took earlier here so I can just remind myself. Oh, oh. Favorite, well, what do you what do you love about Virginia Tech uniforms, Joe? The throwbacks. Absolutely. Like, the when we were good throwbacks. Like the nineties. Go back to the nineties. <laughs> Stay there. Go that uniform, the plain Jane maroon helmet, the maroon jersey with the orange numbers on the sleeves, the whites on the top, uh, white numbers on the top, and, and it's just that dark maroon. I love that uniform. That's my favorite uniform. I'd love for us to go to the road throwbacks too. Uh, gosh, I just love every time I see highlights. Like that's when we were good. Go back to that. It's okay. Honestly, I know what you're about to say is your favorite, and I hate that uniform. What, mine? I think. 
I think the one you're going to say is the one I hate. Well, okay. So I obviously the one you just mentioned, I think we can all agree is overall the best. And I wanted to bring something a little bit different in. Okay. Cause I, you I'm say. just saying, I don't hate the ones that are the triple stripe on the, on the shoulders. Yeah. I hate those. I think those are okay. When they did all the crazy stuff though, with like orange sleeves with orange sides or colors running all over around the backside and whatnot, it was, it was doing too much and they got a little crazy and out of hand with it. It was Everybody like a new was uniform every then. year. And the kid, like, that's what they yeah. always argue is like the players like it and they want something that's like setting a trend or doing, going in a different direction and they like, they like it. So that that's why they do it. I'm glad we move on from that. I agree with that. Yeah. I just got to say though, the, the triple stripe isn't bad, especially compared to other things we've worn in the recent past. <laughs> Disagree. Yeah, I like those just those plain maroons, just the absolute plain maroons. Like the, the triple stripes. If we wanted to set those on fire, I'd be cool. I'd show <laughs> I just think you have bad memories with the teams that were involved with maybe that. That's it. And you know what? <laughs> Winning does cure a lot. Yes. And maybe if I saw that's why we like them plain maroons. We nice. go into the sugar bowl. <laughs> right? I'm like, I saw us play a national championship in those things. Why do we never stop wearing that? <laughs> I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna try to show you this in the camera here while we're talking, but uh, <laughs> did they ever actually wear this? Yes, yes. With the, with the orange turkey gobbler on the on the yes. helmet. Yeah, yeah. I kind of don't hate that. That that reminds me of a uh, Broadway High School right there. It does that's a lot. Well, of Broadway, Broadway High School got it from Virginia Tech. Yeah, yeah, but like that's that's cool. I like that being on a football helmet. That's hey. My That's something thing, different. When I talk about helmet that I hate, it's the one with that damn Yankees logo on it. And we go up there and play in the pinstripe bowl and get oh, routed by awful. Maryland. Like, yeah, that's that's my that's my hell. I gotta say the worst Virginia Tech helmet is the orange one. Yeah. And everything that they wear that with, it looks awful. It yeah. clashes. It's too many, too many things going on. I agree with you on that. That's one when I play the NCAA revamped modification they made for that game and it's like do you want to wear the orange helmet i'm like uh no also can i delete it no i like the maroon ones i don't i don't mind throwing an orange jersey on every once in a while like i, I know sure. they want to mix it up and like that's, that's fine and like choose the right moments now um, but yeah the all maroon everything is the best but even the maroon with the white pants on a normal saturday like okay like that's tradition but i'd be honest too that i hate that that is, this is the all worst orange with the white uniform helmet. combination. That yeah, orange on orange with a white helmet. That's yeah. us patting our kicker on the head in that picture after we cream sickle. And that what the nickname for that one is? It's awful. That's yeah, not great. Yeah, it's called the first field goal out of five attempts made. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just, yeah, I when we played the Big East teams, like the old Big East teams, which is like half our ACC schedule now. Um, especially like Miami or West Virginia, I, I would even say Pitt at home. We need to wear the throwbacks. We need to wear the throwbacks for those games. Honestly, I'd play UVA in those. I, well, if I had my pick, I would. We would wear them all the time. But at least those games. I think UVA should go back to their throwbacks of yes! the similar similar variety, where it's just the plain navy. And, and it had the diamond, you know, the orange yeah. collar with the white diamond checker. Mm-hmm. Look, yes, you're exactly right. I said that after going uh, 
when we went to go watch that UVA North Carolina game uh, and got to participate in the largest game of silent library, <laughs> I, I said that they need to go back to their nineties uniforms because they kept flashing up like Herman Moore pictures. Cause I don't, he was who of the day or whatever. I, I don't know. Remember some noise. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, noise. Right now. Like, Hey, remember we were good. Um, but I was like, yeah, you have cool uniforms. Why did you leave that? Like, the font was unique. Now, for a school that allegedly hates Virginia Tech, they try to copy them in every single way with their uniform. Yeah, they do look a little too similar now. But yeah, like, I, I just, I don't know why they ever went away from their 90s look. I don't know why we went away from our 90s look. That's when both programs were our best, really. Um, maybe, maybe stop going with the plain Jane look that we have now. Um, even though we do do stuff, it's all maroon, everything's our plain Jane, but man, they're tight. Oh, that's true. Ours is plain Jane. UVA is plain Jane, but ours is, I don't know. Ours is generic. Like ours looks like a creative school, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't like that. I will point out just something I looked at was trying to look up uniforms and always looking at, uh, Clark's, uh, website and stuff. And he mm-hmm. does the hokey tracker for Virginia tech. One of our only wins last year was against Liberty. We wore the cream sickles. We wore the all orange with white white tops. So I did hate that. I did hate that we were wearing that. We did win the game. I still don't know how we won that game. I feel like Tech always plays bad when they wear the Hokie Stone uniforms. I well, I think there's a reason we stopped wearing them. Yeah. (laughs) The two other games we won, we wore maroon our our normal maroon uh, top, which does have the stripe up there. Uh, with the white pants, but with white helmet in both of those. We didn't win in the maroon helmet this season. We only won in the white helmet this season. Was Ugh. was the throwback game, did we wear the throwbacks last year? I am not sure because uh, after we were a crappy enough record, the tracker stopped doing as good of a job. <laughs> tracking. Uh, sure. I remember the first game. I remember, I think it was the first game we wore the throwbacks, and that was Fuente's last year, I think, was against Syracuse. And I remember texting you, like, this is like an old Virginia Tech-Syracuse game where both teams are just trying to out-lose each other. Like, Miami, we wore, like, the modern all-maroon everything. We wore, like, the maroon, the current maroon jersey with maroon pants. Yeah, that Brad likes, the triple stripe. I hate the triple stripe. God, I hate it. I mean, that's just, like, a single stripe, right? I don't know, dude. I don't think so. It's just like, yeah, the triple stripe has like the white maroon or like white and the other color maroon or orange, depending on what color it's on, white. That's the triple stripe. Brad, let's let's talk about favorites and least other favorites. Uniforms. Yeah, other uniforms. Because yeah, yeah, sure. we've talked we've talked you about wanna, you want to stick with college football first because yeah, I can while we're here that I don't like. Good, hit me. Oregon anything, dude. Yeah. You pick, you name it, Oregon is awful. Their best uniform is just their dark green with their, with the O. Yep. They, they go with anything else. I hate it. Can I say something that's going to sound controversial? If they had put those yellow uniforms on the submersible, we would not have had to search for it. We would have found it immediately. God, this is we're just accelerating to hell tonight. Oh, uh, I don't really. I really hate their like their throwback where it's like that uglier green and there's so much yellow with the yellow mm-hmm. helmet and the old yes. looking duck. Like that's, <laughs> yeah, Donald that's Duck. <laughs> I will say some of those helmets with like, where it's like the, the duck wing kind of looking thing. Like that's, those aren't terrible. 
And a lot sure, of times, but I don't like it when it looks like there's strips of duct tape that have just been put on there when <laughs> they do like the silver. But it's like okay. it looks yeah, like strips of duct, oh, green, like reflective duct like, tape. I'm seeing like a darker green with like a lighter green into a yellow ended feathers. Like it, it works. No, Brad's right. The Joey Harrington uniform was when Oregon looked good. They had the yellow O on like the dark green helmet. Sometimes it was while. black when they threw it. <laughs> it's like 2002. <laughs> yeah. That was it. When you start getting to where you have, you know, options of you could wear 50 different uniforms, but you don't have yeah. enough games to do that. You, you got too many uniforms. Yeah, but that's all. They're also Nike's baby. Like they're in their backyard. It's uh, Phil Knight's baby. Like that's the reason I, I don't make that right, but it's the reason I, th- there's been some like Rose bowls and stuff. And it hasn't always been Oregon. It's been some other teams where like they'll break out like some kind of cool helmet. Like, I think that's where I was first started seeing like those carbon things or the flat, like those have sometimes those hit me. Right. But I think Oregon just loses their way too quickly. Like that's the problem. They don't stay in like a range that's acceptable. They like for every one good uniform, they have like three or four that are tough. So, yeah, Brad, do you have right. a favorite or do you just have Oregon as your not favorite? I got to say for college, it's tough. Um, this is a deck thing. Like, I mean, if that's, <laughs> if that's your answer, like I just have what I hate. Like, that's such a deck thing. Like, it's like mostly, a- <laughs> yes, I will say I, I do like Washington's uniforms from a few years ago the, mm-hmm. the, when they had the purple. The only thing I didn't like about it was like the random little too much gold that they had on like a corner of each number it was a little bit off but other than that like that's my only flaw with it i I love the rest of that uniform i think purple and gold goes great together you know obviously good answer as a jmu student you know you see it a lot but i think they did it very well and we know the ravens have the best nfl uniform too I think Cincinnati's Cincinnati good. can often have a good looking uniform. That's now, true. I am partial to some red and some black, like yeah, something in the blood that way. But uh, yeah, I think Cincinnati's very capable of having a good looking uniform. You know what? It's, speaking of red and black and like throwback uniforms that I think schools need to go back to, NC State, you need to go back to when you had the small N, big S, small C on the helmet. That was cool. That yeah, was and cool, and we, I don't mean the modern look. I mean, here. like, back. You're, if, you're, if you're like, oh, Joe, I know the one you're talking about. You're wrong. I, I want you to go further back because <laughs> it was, like, a different font. It wasn't, like – Jump another decade back. Yeah, like, <laughs> 90s. Like, I loved that helmet. I was like, this is a cool helmet. And then, they're like, everything else, they're like, oh, we got to update it. And I'm like, no. Speaking of 90s uniforms that need to be brought back for black and red, uh, Sharando High School. Let's go back to having Warriors written on the helmet. Oh, like the Florida that Gators. Cool. That was cool. Yeah. That was cool. Talking to our demographic here. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> and now TCU. That's a team that I feel like walks that line. That mm-hmm. like, are they Oregon or are they cool? And like, I like it, most of their stuff. It's yeah, just, that's the difference. I do think they do. They had their hit right might be a little bit higher, but like, I'm afraid they can go down the tubes of like we. We have 50 options here. Yeah. The only thing I don't like is when they have a noon kickoff and they think that's the time to wear their chrome helmets because then I'm like looking into like a mirror and I'm like, yeah. I, I can't do that. Um, Brad, look what's... At the SEC. Okay, go, go ahead, Leland. Go ahead. I look at the SEC. You have so many teams that just stay traditional. Like you have yeah, Georgia, Alabama, Ole Miss, Auburn, like all of them. Like you know what LSU. you're going to see when you tune in. LSU, you know what you're going to look at. Now LSU... 
will play with their different colored pants and shirts and stuff. A little For the most part, though, they stick with the same. You know, game. they're in white at a home game kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like, it's all you know what you're gonna get, and like, I think there's some value in that. Like, I I do appreciate knowing who I'm watching without seeing the score bug. Like, this is LSU Alabama, which obviously that's a huge game. But like, even deeper in the SEC, Ole Miss and a lot of it, you know a lot of teams like it's good like Tennessee they like they do have those new grays that they've thrown in there but like they're still wearing orange a good bit they're still wearing white a good bit so like it doesn't if you'd like the grays or not at least it's like minimized true yeah i like tennessee's orange uniforms when they when they go their traditional but while we were talking if we're doing a favorite sec if we're going to do a favorite each conference georgia because of like you said the red and black is just such a a good combination. I, I think that's the best uniform. Texas A&M, if they ever went back, speaking of 90s, if Texas A&M ever, A&M ever went back to the 90s, that would be a cool look for them. But now they've, it's similar, but it's a, just different enough to where I don't like it. As much as I like when Ole Miss breaks out those older looking uniforms with like the lighter blue color whenever they play Alabama, and that kind of somehow gives them a little bit more hype to play Alabama for some reason, it seems like. I love their navy blue and red much more. Yeah. I agree. Uh, we doing Big Ten? Yeah. No. It's be a Big lot more traditionals lame. and stuff. Like, Ohio State will throw something in there. Michigan stays pretty much in the same run. I don't know. Rutgers with their plat with their with their silver helmet. <laughs> what, 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 you know what? what you, you know what? Let's go back. Rutgers in the 90s. That that Rutgers Spelled out with the like knight and holding the sword down for the T. That was a cool helmet. That now <laughs> they sucked. They absolutely sucked and were an absolute doormat in it. Yeah, I'm not going to agree with like I liked Rutgers and then you're going to say something fill in the blank. I'm not going to be on board for that. I'm just saying, even when it was a cool helmet, it was a cool helmet. Nothing else about right. that team and the was rice cool. running back. That was good. <laughs> like, yeah, they still weren't cool. Nothing else about that team was cool, but their helmet was cool. Um. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing else on, on that. I'm I'm good with college football. I mean, we can go to. Some All right, other Brad, stuff. you got. I don't think you had any other college sports that you had. Um, um, no, I don't think I did. I mean, I could. Let's go NFL. Know. Um, sure. Yeah. All right, let's go NFL. What do we want to start with? Love or hate? Uh, just for let's Leland's the anti-deck sake. thing, and like, yeah, some... let's say love first because otherwise Leland's going to complain about it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I was torn when I was trying to decide here because there's a lot of teams that I love what they do with their different colors. So okay. you know, you got teams like the Panthers; they have that nice little, you know, that blue that goes well with the black and the silver that they have. Um, ended up not deciding on that one being my favorite. Okay, love. Sometimes, you know, what the Jaguars have going on with their green, black, and gold thing that they got going on, um, when they do it right, there's a lot of times they don't. However, love that purple again. So, no, it's not the Ravens this time. It is the Vikings. I kind of like the look that they have going on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, well, because it's just like a pale purple too. It's not even the right kind of purple. The Ravens have the right kind it's of a purple. Good purple. The Ravens have it's the right purple. kind of purple. The black, honestly, when the Ravens wear the all black, I get hyped too. I love that uniform. I like the purple jersey too, but that all black uniform is cool. Every time we wear that in a night game, we usually play a little bit better. I love that. Um, 
But you again, think they were wearing all black when they signed Lamar? Like, you think that's what made it happen? Probably. Um, <laughs> well, he always wanted to be a Raven. That must have been his agent that he doesn't have that tweeted that he wanted to be traded. Um, but yeah. And I understand I'm a little bit biased in saying Ravens because I'm a Ravens fan. Brad, I'm surprised you didn't pick this because it's a traditional, but and Leland's going to hate this too. I like the Cowboys uniforms. No, oh, dude, I can tell you a lot of problems I have with the Cowboys <laughs> uniforms. He's and a Cowboys, fan, a Cowboys fan. Yes. So first of all, Cowboys fans are the worst. I am a Cowboys fan. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not one of those, but still. I talk um, crap to you during Cowboy games. I just talk it to Joe. Like tell. Oh me. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still think my uh, was that the. Tomcat. Um, that was after the Falcons game. The the game where great. the Falcons blew that gigantic lead. Oh, Leland yeah. <laughs> Leland has us in a group text, and he yeah, is leading yeah, yeah. the charge on dunking on the Cowboys. And then when the Cowboys complete I've been silent the, the whole game. <laughs> Brad hadn't texted a thing the whole game. And when yeah, the Cowboys come back, he just sends this gif of Tom the Cat smoking a cigar, blowing out the smoke, and it goes in the shape of Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> that the was good. That was that, ever too. that was that text group I started based on like the pickums, and it got a little. It was too much, <laughs> so I had to stop. <laughs> it got too much. I was talking yeah. trash after that to Joe, uh, but that was when it's still you were still in it, and uh, yeah, that was good. I was bugging. No, but the the Cowboys uniforms though. So, a they're recently they're doing too much. What is with the white pants, man? I, no, mean, I agree. White pants silver is helmet with blue Jersey and white pants. It's, it's too much going on. So go back to the silver pants for that. However, here's the problem with the pants. They have two different colors of silver. One is actually light blue. Yeah. What, why? And that, and that being said, we have three different colors of blue that we wear. The white uniforms have a Royal blue in it and the blue uniforms are That's navy dark. blue. And you know what? Actually, four, because the helmet's kind of a weird blue that's in between both the Royal and the Navy. And then you got the pants that look like they're just UNC light blue pants with the Royal blue stripes. What is going on? Why? It's a bluish gray. That's like 80s Cowboys. right? Yeah, that's a bluish gray. I don't mind that. Honestly, here's here's the best Cowboys jersey. I know you're going to agree with me on this. Like that 75th anniversary NFL one when they had the stars on the shoulder. That was oh, cool. Yeah. That was cool. Again, I don't know if you can tell. Was that uh, 1994 or yeah, something? Love mm-hmm. ni- anything <laughs> 90s. Bring it back. Um, can we go back <laughs> in the 90s? It seemed like more NFL better. teams need to do that. Yeah. So where do you stand on like the Seahawks? Because I, I always look at the Seahawks as kind of like the most abrupt NFL uniform. What do you what are you thinking there? I think it hasn't aged as well as I thought it was going to. I think when it first came out, it was cool. Um, everyone kind of really loved it. And then when they came out with those neon green uniforms, those were yeah. awful, the, like highlighter looking things. And don't get me started on gray in football. No team should ever wear gray in football. So, so back on the Tennessee one, you weren't down for that. Okay. No, that's different because as dark as it is, I think they actually pulled that off. Okay. Because it's very dark. Okay. So it works. Almost a charcoal. Right. right. So but then what's how your about least favorite? Blue? What's your least favorite? Because we haven't touched on that. And you're exactly right. This is when you're right. Oh, well, um, I'll tell you why. Because this team, this uh, color should never be worn in a sports uniform by anyone ever. Uh, and it's in their name, the Browns. 
<laughs> You're right. Also, yeah. Also, I'm not gonna argue. They're the worst at everything. Dumbest so, yeah. logo. Yeah. Dumbest logo. Dumbest helmet. Shopping cart. Dumbest, dumbest logo. Dumbest helmet. Dumbest team. <laughs> dumbest uniform. I like. I I don't like what the Jets do. Like I've never liked the Jets uniform. I will say their black uniform that they came out with almost kind of grabbed me. I was like, okay, okay, that's, okay. That's I'll hear great. that. I'll hear that. But that garbage can green. I just. Mm. Stop me if you've heard me say this before, but their '90s look not that bad. Yeah, no. On the other like hand, like as much as I don't like them, the Eagles green is a nice green for a uniform. And they do black. some interesting things, and their well. blacks are tight mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I, I mean, the Steelers. I like it when they stay traditional. Like I, I, I don't like the prison stripe horizontal. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm not down for that. And that's why I didn't, you know, pick that specific uniform because yeah. I can't blame the teams like the Packers and the Steelers for what people in, you know, 1940 something did, you know? Yeah. We'll because Green Bay, and Green Bay wears that other color. Like, yeah, stop. I could blue do with less 1940s blue. uniforms. Yeah. Yeah. 1940s, boo. 1990s, <laughs> yay. I, but I do, I'm with a lot of people that like the baby blues, like, like, the Chargers have, oh, for, yeah, okay, they're, they're pretty sweet. Yeah, I thought you were getting ready to say Eagles, baby blues. I was yeah. like, no, I can't remember those. That was that one must have been one of those weird alternates. They're it bad. Was. It's it, it's their um what like their city colors or something like the flag, okay, sure, whatever. What you, what'd you think I of that think, new? Uh, what'd you think of that new Lions helmet? Hate it. <laughs> yeah, that was weird looking. I liked it. I like someone I had it sitting right next to a food line logo, and I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Hmm. <laughs> now, tailoring to our listeners probably here, uh, Commanders, let's get on that. How do we okay. feel about their three uniforms or four or however many they have? I think it's three. I don't know. They are what they are. I don't really have yeah. strong opinions. Yeah, I guess I don't have strong emotion towards it. Like, they have so much else to be upset about. I hate to, like, just pour it on with them. But, like, okay, I'm looking at all three right now. They're not as good as what they used to wear. I mean, like, I'm not Mr. Um, you know, make careful. the Washington football franchise great again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, situation here. I'm not like save the, save the name here, but uh, <laughs> I, they aren't as good as what they used to be. I, I'll say that. Like if they could have just kind of kept what they had and adjusted the logo situation and, and the, and the word associated with it, I think they'd have been better off than what they have. So like, I do think they've gone in the wrong direction with the uniforms, but Maybe the new owner trying to refresh everything might have a new look, you know, or, or hire the right people to have a new look at things, which I saw that sales all but gone through now with the NFL's approval. And so I, I think there's a lot to look forward to there. And maybe like, you know, a swipe, a tweak to these newer uniforms is, is on the list there. So uh, they have stadiums to figure out and I guess quarterbacks to figure out, but uh, probably another head coach to figure out at some point soon too. But I, I don't know. They've gone the wrong direction in the last five years with the uniforms. I think Speaking they've gone of, in the right direction in other ways with getting a new owner and some other sure. changes they make. Speaking of going in the wrong direction in uniforms, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Yikes. Yeah. They were. Awesome. Yeah. And, but like and, in the 90s, they were like, I like yeah, the dirty bird yeah. uniforms. Yeah. The dirty birds, good. but even, even the, the even the red helmet one, you know. Fine. Yeah, but even the Michael Vick era Falcons uniforms, I didn't hate. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, like those are hot. 
the oh. ones they have now are like a hybrid, and it's bad. It's bad. And what they got going on with the red fading into the black, like that is a bad 2000s it's cheap fading in the fourth quarter. Thing. Yeah. Like Joe, you remember those hats that we had, the NFL hats that we had in the year 2000 that were like this team secondary color fading into their primary color. Yeah. Didn't age well. Yeah. And um, the new Falcons uniform, they didn't age well past 10 minutes. I don't think so. Yeah. And, and they call it gradient. Any, it, let me just, if you're making a uniform and you're ever thinking like, Oh, this would look cool as a gradient. Stop. Yeah. It's not going to look cool numbers. as a gradient. Don't do it with the numbers. Don't do it with the numbers. Don't do it with the Rams. Don't ever do yeah. it. Yeah, oh, speaking of Rams, the bone uniforms they have. Hate not those. a fan. Hate bone. Or just the off white. Yeah. Yeah. You sound like you're designing my bathroom right now, like bone white or something. Yeah, it's bone white and it should be <laughs> nickel, nickel finish out. with bone white. <laughs> yeah, dumb. Some baseball teams can get away with that kind of off white look, the but Giants. even then, I I tend to steer away from it a little bit. But yeah, we we were talking uniforms just a couple of weeks ago when the Carolina Panthers put out this big announcement of like what they were adjusting and they put the uniforms right beside each other. And like, I don't think Joe and I could tell. Like, no, like it, was, it was like the office where Pam hands those pictures to Creed. And it was like, yeah. Robert needs you to tell the difference between these pictures. So I was like, uh, they're like, they fixed the color blue. And I'm like, those blues are the same. It sounds like when Jamie changed their logo. <laughs> oh yeah! All they did was yeah. pick some line work with it. Changed the logo. And they changed the outline color and they're like, "It's yes. a new logo." Yeah. I was like, <laughs> eh, "Not really, but okay." Logo upgrade. Like, no, it's just a logo cleanup. Um, nothing was worse though when they had that different. What was it? That different dog mascot for like a day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd, I've never seen a picture of it since. No, like, they I think they deleted them it from the face of the earth. Yeah, I think they paid someone <laughs> to go on like the internet and scrub every image off of the internet. <laughs> That was bad. I remember that. I remember that for like a day, and I was like, what happened here? And they're like, oh, whoops. <laughs> Just kidding. Duke talks back. Um, but all right, Brad, let's talk. Uh, let's see. You sent us baseball, too. Okay. Baseball is probably my last one because I saw him have some hockey teams on the notes. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, let's, let's go hockey. hockey. Let's go hockey let's first. Go hockey. You're go. right. We're not going to hear from Leland for a couple minutes. You guys Good. have fun. Hey, I don't remember who I said for my least favorite. Oh, yeah, you I did. You were, like, oh, trashing the Coyotes from, like, 1998. Yeah, and I because, was like, sorry, buddy. How do I say this politely and, you know, You don't not like the Kachina doll? Here. You don't like the Kachina logo? Dude, that that dog looks like it's got some problems, man. That's the best way I can put it. It's been in the sun too long. The colors clash. They don't blend well. You, I mean, you can't say enough bad things about it. And then, you know, you got to think about it. And especially now, like the Coyotes are just bad anyway. So I, I constantly forget that they even exist. They're not going to have a team. Yeah. I like the Kachina yeah. logo, dude. They're going back to it. I like that. <laughs> the, the NHL Kachina. is forgetting they exist. The Kachina jersey yeah. and the Kachina logo. Love like me some the... Howler, though. Huh? Love me some Howler, though. That's their mascot, right? Oh, Howler. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was talking about like the the poison pills and Zootopia. I didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> but let's talk about your favorites because you're this is this is true. You're not wrong on this. And again, I don't really know if it's the best looking uniform of all time in hockey, but it brings back the nostalgia for me. So I love it. So if you know you don't like it, fine. That's your personal opinion. But for me, I love it. It's the 
old throwbacks of the Capitals with the blue, the black, the gold, the screeching eagle coming down diagonally. You got all the kind of diagonal lines in it, making those nice cuts, you know, giving some accent flair to it. Not like Beautiful. the teal blue. It was like yeah. the more traditional blue, right? No, mm-hmm. it was the teal blue. The teal blue? You yeah, like that? Yeah, there's a, there's a teal one. Um, the, the color that they have now for the reverse retro is a little bit more blue. Well, it's red, white, yeah. and blue. It's their current color scheme, just the no, old but logo. like their their current reverse retro, tradi- oh. traditional red, white, and blue. I'm I'm down, but that like teal that they had in the '90s is that what you're talking about? Early yeah, 2000s? yeah, man. That was, when the, that was when the that was when Deadly Island. I don't know if there's a lot of people with you. Oh, I liked it, but that's there. There's a lot of people with me, and you want to know how I know that? Because as much as the internet bashed when they came out with the reverse retro uniforms this year, that were the black version of that had the blue and the gold in it, everyone was hating on it lines around the block as soon as they open that team store everyone's wearing that uniform hmm. so okay. it's a big hit it is a big hit I, and ovechkin loves it well that's the most important thing um i i honestly that's my favorite caps logo i think they need to make that like the primary logo again and make that the primary uniform the, even when they had that with the red white and blue it looked good right that's my thing keep the current color scheme Go to that logo. Keep that. Go back to that font because I like that. I like that better. Our our font now is kind of just generic looking. Um, the logo is pretty generic looking, but that uniform is that's hot. That's a hot uniform. That's a that's a good looking uniform. We play well in it traditionally. I like that uniform. The the W mm-hmm. one is okay. The one with like where it kind of makes like a capital building shape. That's whatever. It's fine. Um, Basically, if we've worn it during an outdoor game, I hate it. Yeah, they've done they've done some crazy the outdoor stuff series. I'm like, I don't <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, I'm with you on that. All right. Now let's talk baseball. Sure. I'm going to tell you all the hottest one. I'm going to tell you. OK, do it. Go, Leland. Those Atlanta throwbacks are just. I do love them. I do oh love them. They're good. The I will say. Throwback. Oh, oh. It, it bothers me a little bit that they went with that for their City Connect because that's kind of just a little bit of a cop-out going oh, with it. They're so good. Yeah, but it is, it is really good. And then they, when they mix in the new logo with the, the new A in it, I was like, okay. But even it's, the old Lord may say is fine too. Like it, that, it's oh, just, yeah. it's, it brings the heat. Uh, the Atlanta Braves have good uniforms because I like their uniforms now too. I don't I like when they go when Navy they wear the Navy. red bill. Yeah, I like the red bill too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but right, so that wasn't your pick. Huh? That wasn't your pick for favorite. Who was your favorite? No. So I sent you one and then I was thinking about it and I was like, no. Good. I'm no, glad you didn't pick that because you're wrong. Because I was thinking currently, like in current, you know, MLB, the, the current state of the uniforms. And then I thought about it and I was like, you know what? If I'm going to pick all time favorite, though, it's the Diamondbacks, dude. Okay. The the purple, the purple and green. The old diamond. It's kind of like a yeah. weird look to it that you know is great. When they went away from that and they went to the red and black, as much as I love red and black, yeah. they really did not capitalize on those colors combinations, and they it just didn't work. The purple and green were cool. They won a World Series with that, so I think that's they what did. we learned. Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling, purple. Yes. Yeah. That's what yes. we learned. If you, when you stray away from what made you, that's when you're going to lose. And I know Tampa Bay Devil Ray fans are thinking, well, you know, in the uniforms we have now, we've been to World Series, we just haven't won one. Well, guess what? If you went back to the Devil Rays, you might win one. 
You took the devil out. You take the devil out, you're not going to win. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm learning in Major League Baseball. That was a cooler uniform. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays, when they were an expansion team, were awesome. That Those were cool uniforms. Yes. And then, and then you know, they were like, yeah. well, you know, we don't want to send the wrong message, so we'll get rid of devil in our name. And I was like, okay, that's weird. If anyone looked at the Devil Rays, we're like, "Oh, that's satanic." I don't know what to tell you, man. They're probably the, the same is people. That the fault of Angels in the outfield because didn't they play them? I don't think they played the Devil Rays. No, that oh, wasn't was a team. Them? I don't think that they was a team. They didn't play the Devil Rays. No, because that movie came out probably five okay. before the Devil six Rays. Years before that even existed. Yeah, they, okay. it was just a team called the Devils. Okay, so a fictional team called the Devils. Then. Right. Okay. No, no, they yes. played real teams in Angels in the outfield. No, one of them, they do play a team called the Devils. I do remember this. Brad it wasn't right. Angels in the Outfield then. Okay, well, it's another movie where Angels are involved, and I'm... Maybe Angels an Angels in the Infield, or Outfield 2, you know, what's up Electric with Airbud when he comes in, you know. Yeah, Angels <laughs> in the Outfield 2. Start combining these terrible... I mean, Angels in the Outfield's a good, solid one, but they, they played real baseball teams in that movie. Like, they, they had MLB backing on that one. And speaking of the Angels, they need to go back to their navy blue on light blue and red. And they go need to go back to have red a giant red. A in the outfield is what they need to do. Sure. They need to win games with all the talent they have on their team. Oh, Brad, that? you know what it was? It was a Disney TV film, Angels in the Infield. Yeah. See, that's, <laughs> that's what it I, I'm, It sounded like a Disney channel during the Oh, that's awful. That's why I thought Air Bud might show up. Okay, so I know you're going to have opinions on this, but in general, we talked about City Connect with the Braves. I like my City Connect for the Pirates. Not my favorite uniform ever, but I like them good enough. It was cool to have on a Friday night here Do and there. Do have to bring this up? That's my team. But what about your team? And <sighs> There it is. I knew it was coming. <laughs> Joe, you want to take the, the first stab at it? They've, already, they've already heard him. They've already heard him. Yeah. Okay, sweet. So here's my thing. There's teams that, like I will talk about later with what I hate. I love how upset you are. <laughs> that they went for it, you know. They really went for it in the City Connect. Um, and, you know, say what you will about teams like the Nationals. A lot of people don't like the Cherry Blossom jerseys. But you know what? At least that has something to do with the city. At least it really is truly City Connect. Like, they went for it. Um, the Orioles, they – Printed out, I don't know what font it is, probably. Just, it's whatever Great Britain used on their World Baseball Classic jerseys. Um, <laughs> Great. <laughs> they've just put Baltimore across the front. Not Charm City, you know? Yeah. Baltimore. And then it's just all black and white. And they're, you know, it looks bad. Looks ugly. It's boring. And that's the best thing I can say about it is it's boring. But then what hurts more than the actual uniform itself and is a bigger slap in the face to all of Baltimore and its citizens is the explanation. When they say, oh, well, from the outside, our city just looks all black and white and pretty boring. And you're, you're pretty much right. That's why we, we made the uniforms like this. But, you know, when you really get to know us and look on the inside, you know, we're, we're really full of a lot of color. And that's why we put our areas, different districts and stuff in, in bright colors on the inside of the jersey where no one will ever see it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
that was a weird explanation. Hard work where no one can see it. That was weird mm-hmm. when it was like we're gonna put all the designs on the inside of the jersey. I was like, for the nobody who can see it. And did you see they already had to make modifications to permanently pin up those areas because players can't keep those areas of the jerseys rolled up? Yeah. It, it's a problem. I and and then they have the audacity to say that they're the first team to do that. No, they're not. A hockey team did that. Justin Bieber, I think, designed it, or someone. I don't know. Someone designed it. The maple leaves. You pull it, pull it up over your face, and there's an upside down leaf with a smiley face. Stupid. The shirt belongs to Frank. That's why they'll yeah. never win a Stanley Cup. <laughs> um, but honestly, like the the worst part about it for me was the Orioles had. Already a template in the bag, like in the can to bring out and just, you know, rebrand it and call it City Connect. The Maryland flag with the Maryland flag sleeves and Orioles in the Maryland flag font. Throw some crabs on it. Throw some crabs on it. You know, know, be like, oh, City Connect. Right. It reminds us of the Inner Harbor, which is like the next best part of our city. Put a big old rat running across the word Baltimore, you know, (laughs) connect to the city in some way. Yeah. It resembles like the 700 mayors who have been arrested for crime. Um, one but, of the one of the uniforms I I like that I didn't think I would, or that I'm surprised I do. I like those San Diego Friday night uniforms, and I guess those are City Connects with like one pink sleeve, one green sleeve. Like I actually no. kind of dig it when I watch them. Like it seems fun. I don't know. I would think I would hate that one, but for some Should reason, I, on San Diego, I like it. Should I segue into my least favorite then? Yeah. Is that it too? Bring it. What are you? Oh, it's, it's, it's uh, least favorite home away alternate and city connect hands down San Diego Padres. There you, there you go. For some reason, I like it. I don't know why. Yeah. It, it's bad because they say, oh, we use these colors because, you know, to accent, um, the great sunrise or the great sunsets that we get out here on the West coast and I'm on like, the water. Yeah. Cool. You're not the only ones that get great sunsets. First of all, <laughs> second of all, sunsets everywhere. <laughs> yeah. The sunsets literally everywhere you are on the planet. So unless you're like at the uh, North pole during the winter, <laughs> uh, the sun never sets on being a badass, but you know, still, um, <laughs> I, they're, it's too much. They're one of the teams that really went for it, and I give them credit for going for it, but they failed. They they fell hard. For some reason, I like it because like the reason I know I probably wouldn't like it is because it does remind me a touch of what the Marlins have gone to, even with like their regular uniform. And I hate those. The Marlins should go back to what they wore in 1993 and be happy. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, no, I first eh, I surprised myself with that one. So I, I don't have a lot of a hill to stand on here. I'm not going to like go deep with it. But every time on Friday when they're wearing those uniforms and I turn over there, I'm like, oh, why do I like this? Well, do me a favor. Go ahead and pull up the other Padres jerseys. Just, you know, I'm sure there's a picture of Manny, Fernando, and I don't know, someone else. Juan Soto. Uh, Juan Soto probably standing all there together wearing all three of them. Um, I'm not going to look at them because I don't need to to describe them. <laughs> Again, this is a team that went away from having, you know, blue and orange as their colors. Um, the Tigers. You get the brown involved and you don't like the brown. Well, the Tigers, you know, they need to put more orange back into their uniforms. But uh, the Padres, they just went completely away from it. They went brown and yellow. Yeah. That's 
worse than brown and orange. Good, good job, Browns. You did one better on someone. Uh, the Padres jerseys, just take a good look at them right now. I'm saying them. Look at them. Tell me that you just don't look at them and think, wow, they, the pe- that makes the people wearing them just seem like they need to just go take a shower because the dirt, the, ju- the jersey Maybe just looks do. dirty. It looks dirty. <laughs> it looks awful. Yeah. Anybody looks bad in that jersey. The away jersey, especially for some reason. I mean, the home one's bad because it's got yeah, it brown looks like they slid in the second base nonstop. Yeah. Yes, it's bad. It just looks like it's dirt and it's clean, and that's the problem. I do miss thinking of the West Coast. I miss those old Mariners jerseys, those mid '90s Mariners jerseys. Having the All Star game there a couple weeks ago, it just reminded me of it. And uh, yeah, those were those were cool back then. Yeah, I can dig that one. The teal. That was good. Can we speaking of all-star games? I want to bring up a bring up a question here. What do we think about all-star game uniforms, what they've become versus what they used to be, where players just kind of either wore the home uniform of their team or the road uniform of their team, depending on you know what kind of park they were in? Brad. Sure. Yeah. You want me to take it? Yeah. Take it. What I miss is how the all-star jersey itself was typically worn during the home run derby, which now they've flip-flopped for some reason. And I don't know why we did that or even when did we do that last year? Or is this year the first year that that happened? I think in the home run derby, cause it's so individual of a moment there, they wanted to like connect. I think I've read something in a tweet, maybe it was someone talking bull crap thinking they understood it, but like, I read something that seemed like a decent explanation of why they did that is because it's like a marketing moment for this person. So they wanted to put them in like what they wear instead of something different. I I get that. But to me, like during the game, that's when I want to see the guys in their actual jerseys of the team that they represent. I could live without an all-star jersey period, like a patch on the sleeve. Let's go. But like, I, I don't need what they've done the last two years for sure. Like they aren't good. So, yeah, I mean, I've, as cool as they could have made that uniform, too, I, I just thought that was kind of a real missed opportunity on the All-Star uniform this year. But I agree. I, I just think and going back to your point that you were just talking about with the Derby Leland, I think, you know, baseball has this problem of marketing stars, right? Nobody right. nobody knows who our stars are. So you have this All-Star game and now you have them all dressing the same. So people don't know where to go find them later. I, I that's that's a problem. Like you could have had. Uh, Adley Rushman wearing his Orioles uniform. You could have had, you know, Shohei Otani wearing his Angels uniform. So people could be like, oh, that's right. Shohei Otani plays for the Angels. The Angels are going to be on my TV later this week. Let me go watch the Angels. Versus like, uh, Shohei Otani was wearing some like teal uniform. Does he play for the Mariners? And then they watch a Mariners game and like, no, I I don't know where he plays then. It's just weird. We might, none of us might know where Shohei Otani's playing yet. I know he's not going to play Damn. for the Yankees, even though Buster only thinks he is. Um, but Mike Trout's not playing for the Angels. I tell you what, man, that's one. Everybody keeps saying Phillies, and I'm starting to believe that maybe he will. No, I'm saying he's literally not yeah, right now. He's hurt right now, yeah. But how many more years do you have on that contract? Are they going to be able to pick oh, him up? Oh, that's true. I forgot they did re-sign him. Because he's got the 10-year deal from – Three years ago, or whatever it was. I forgot that he did resign there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you've learned anything from this episode, it is definitely that 
when it comes to uniforms, the 90s just knew how to do it. We were peak uniform in the 90s for the most part. There are a few exceptions, yes. but for the most part, we were peak 90s. That's it. Yeah, Trout, Trout signed a 12-year th- a deal three years ago. Well, Four years ago. Maybe he won't be a Philly then. Um, maybe I was imagining that. Maybe I'm thinking of Adley Rushman when we don't re-sign him. Um, I shouldn't God. say that out loud. <laughs> shouldn't joke about those things. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, USA soccer. Yeah. Any of the, uh, any yeah. Of the, like when I think of soccer conversation, I think of previous times that Brad's been on and we've had, and I've had to live through Liverpool stories and this and that soccer. Oh, talk. wasn't that the best I watched, though? I watched the stretch of the gold gold cup here. And every time I texted one of the deck brothers, I was met with, what are you talking about? And uh, so Brad, did you watch any of the gold cup? Did you represent the U S and observing the gold cup and our games against uh, Canada, which we won and Panama, which went differently. Those two games specifically? Both of Yeah, that stretch run there. The last two games of the Gold Cup because it went differently. Um, what I watched was earlier in the tournament. Um, and all that winning, you just gave up on it. You're like, I don't want to see this. No, he watched the – what he. I don't even think he realizes he watched a different tournament. <laughs> oh, yeah, the one with Mexico? Yeah. 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 This is why I watching. show up in World Cup years and don't apologize because when I do show up in non-Euro Cup years – People that are into soccer aren't even watching it anyway. So I, well, I this I'll is the B it team. It's our B team. It. I, and I'll, and I will I'll say it's hard. It's hard to get up and watch the B team play. I don't even but like Joe watching our A team play sometimes. He's saying those are the guys that need to be playing anyway. No, that's what Greg Burhalter says. Okay, I got mixed up on who was wrong. Yeah, Greg Burhalter likes our B team as our A team, and that's the problem. Like, I don't want—I didn't like watching these guys when they were the A team. So why, why am I going to watch them when somebody recognizes that that they're the B team? <sighs> Although if Gio Reyna played on the B team, we would have won going away. We wouldn't have struggled with Panama. Well, when we talk, recorded this podcast a week ago, we're like, "Oh, well, we just beat Canada. Panama's not as good as them, so we should pass." It. And nope. Yeah, we didn't. we didn't. We suck. I mean, I don't know what to say. Our B team sucks. Well, yeah, and what I what I did do is get updates about the Canada match because when we were going into PKs, I was like, eh, against Canada, I feel like that might be a better thing than going in against the worst teams. You know, having having going in with for PKs because at that point you're basically flipping a coin. I like our our goaltender better than Canada's, I think, in that situation. So I think it favors us. Um, I would have said the same thing against Panama, but probably uh, like about the goalkeeper, but don't feel great about it being Panama and we're going to, to PKs. We should, we should outright beat Panama. I don't know what, what happened there, but that is classic U.S. soccer fashion when you told me tonight that that was the outcome and I didn't know. Yeah, I did not know, but it did not surprise me. <laughs> yeah, this seems just... It's hard to get pumped, right? And Greg Berhalter being the coach, I don't know if he's coaching in the Copa America later this summer or not. I don't know if I care. Like, he's going to fail. Just whenever he takes over, we're going to start losing because our, our lineup's going to get all messed up. And you're going to see, like, the good players like Gio Reyna. Um, gosh, I hope he wouldn't. Um, uh, what was the guy who just became an American and had that great tournament? was a striker. Now his name's escaping me. 
I'm going to sound like an idiot. The young guy? Yeah. The guy who's technically British and picked us. Yeah. Um, name's escaping me right now as well, but... Balaguin, I want to say. Yeah, I hope you're not asking me. Oh, um, <laughs> Balligan. Uh, yeah. Florian Balligan. That's the one. Balligan. That's the one. Yeah. I was, I was on the right, right track. I just had to get there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like he's going to get benched and we're going to start playing some, you know, guys that, you know, Oh, well they're in the MLS. Sounds like a great reason to never play them. Like I, Landon Donovan, by the way, is on one hell of a drug. Like when he said <laughs> Christian Pulisic should follow Messi to MLS, I was like, absolutely not. No, he's going to AC Milan. That's going to be great for him. He's getting European competition. Syria A is miles, and I mean miles, ahead of MLS. And for all the people, yes, Lionel Messi coming to MLS gives MLS a bigger world profile, is certainly going to help them attract players further down the road in their career. But let me tell you why MLS will never, ever catch <laughs> European soccer. It is by design. Bad? It is by design in the MLS because they have the salary cap. The owners don't. Now, they made an exception for Messi, but they don't want to make a habit of just being like, we're going to blow through this salary cap. Forget the salary cap. We're going to get rid of it so we can bring in the world's best players because that's what it would take. It would take in paying the world's best players like they're the world's best players, which MLS owners don't want to do. They just don't want to do it. So they're never going to get that level of talent. They're never going to be better than the Premier League. They're never going to be better than the Bundesliga, Serie A, La Liga, Ligue 1, the, the Dutch League, which is now past Ligue 1, which I think is hilarious. Um, yeah, it's just never going to be on the same level. And so, like, when Landon Donovan says that stuff out loud, that's what hurts U.S. soccer. The, the idea that MLS players are what's best for us is stupid. In fact, it's weapons-grade stupid. The we should be Convention. trying to figure out how to take our best players and get them out into yeah, Europe. Yeah, that's what I want. I'm like, no, we need to find our best Americans that are in MLS and export them to another mm -hmm. country to get better by playing other people who are good. I, I'm telling you, the Geneva Convention should pass legislation making it a war crime to be that stupid. Like, that is the level of stupidity required to think that that's a good idea. To be like, Christian Pulisic should ditch European soccer. Let me tell you, the best players on our roster, not from USA, not from MLS. Clint Dempsey was an all-time great. He played in the Premier League. Made it there. Tim Howard made it over there. Christian Pulisic is going to be one of our best players. He's making it over there. Gio Reyna plays in the Bundesliga, making it over there. This is so dumb. So, so dumb. Not here to argue. The women's team starts this <laughs> week, though, guys. The women's World Cup. Yeah. Yes, it does. I can't wait. Friday, nine o'clock, right? Yeah. USA. USA. We got, we got a uh, chance to win this one. We do. I look. It's going to be hard. Some injuries, though. We do yeah, have some it's injuries. Be harder than it was, but good. Let's make. Let's earn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's going to be harder. But I, I still like our chances here. I mean, we get to start right in the women's World Cup. We have. Vietnam on mm -hmm. Friday at nine. Then 
I don't know, what is this, Wednesday? The Netherlands, the next Wednesday. Wednesday is the Netherlands where we get revenge for them knocking out our men's team. And then we play Portugal on the first. I think we're going to win that group. Um, That's the 3 a.m. game, yeah. Yeah, and look, here's I'm going to give you another take here, which is going to sound, you know, maybe a little bit controversial. Um, it's not going to be enough for me for Canada to get knocked out of the Women's World Cup because of the constant wildfire smoke that I have to deal with this summer. I want to be the ones to knock them out. I want to take yeah, something revenge. from Canada. I want to take, I want to rip it out of their cold maple syrup covered sticky hands. <laughs> and for that hockey gold medal. Um, oh yeah. Sydney Every Crosby time they beat us, Sidney Crosby like celebrates like he's done something. <laughs> I hate that guy. That's Leland's boy, Pittsburgh fever over there. Like, Ooh, Pittsburgh's great. We love Sidney <laughs> Lame. What a lame city. Oh, <sighs> I forget I exited the hockey conversation a few minutes ago. I've been cheering for Colorado the last two years. Like, what are we talking That's about? That's true. You have decided to become an Avalanche fan, which is weird. But yeah, yeah, I don't know why either. I don't. I just don't pay attention to hockey. Um, all right, is it D block time? Are we are we doing some D block with both deck boys here? Sure. So, Brad, um, right. I know you listen to our podcast, so we don't have to explain it to you, but just for everybody else who might be new, um, <laughs> the way it works is. <laughs> Leland and I will talk about something that is dominating our lives recently. And then we'll say something that we know that you need to know, which can be, basically is just a double of that. Um, is what it turns into nine times out of 10. That's what it is for me this week. Uh, Leland, where are you? Uh, I'm just looking at your notes here. Uh, yeah. Where are you on the night agent? I am liking it more. I liked it. I liked it from the beginning because I thought there was like some a little bit of twist in that I wasn't expecting. So I appreciated the storytelling. Um, I'm having a little trouble with some of the quality of acting. I, I will say that. I, like I still am going to recommend people to watch the show because I think it is it is entertaining. But like some of the quality of acting could could do a little better. Um, but now there's like enough different little storylines twisting and you're not really sure how they're all going to twist together. I'm digging it. So I'm like a halfway through and I'm, I'm putting my stamp on it that like, I, I think other people should join me in watching this. It's worth watching. I know it's been out for a minute. I know you watched it like two months ago, Yep. but I'm, I'm liking it. So it was good. It's been good. I very much enjoyed that show. Yeah. But you can know I, what I'm saying with the acting. Like, can I ask like, what character? I think the, so far in this show, there's been two main characters. Mm -hmm. uh, the, government agent that uh is the night agent and then the girl he immediately uh, uh saves in the first episode so i'm trying not to spoil too far okay i think both of them have their issues with with some acting okay that's fair when they're having yeah, real fair. serious conversations with each other i'm having problems now when they're like moving and the action scenes they're fine like they're pulling those off yeah um but like when they're really sitting down and just like having serious conversation now, I will say they have a touch of chemistry with each other, like in the moments where they're kind of like joking with each other, or like you can tell they're trying to flirt a touch. Now, I'm not sure where that goes. I'm only halfway through here. But like I those are fine. But just like the real serious conversations and him talking about like his dad and stuff, I'm like, you could be better. Yeah, that's okay. get a little cringy doing that. Yeah. All right. Um, well, Leland, last week I told people and you that there's a show that you said I probably wouldn't like that I started, and you would be surprised. You guessed Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, you are wrong. Um, 
It is not Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Forever, I will think that's a Marvel show. Um, but... Did you watch that show, Brad? I have never seen that show. It's good. I didn't know. I don't know. We this was a couple show we watched, so I was I was wondering if you might have gotten pulled into it. You you would like it if you did. It's it's a quality show. It's an HBO show. The one you watched, yeah, not Maisel. Maisel's Prime. So you watched an HBO show that I didn't think you'd watch. Yep. I'm blanking. White Lotus. Oh, okay. I don't know days. if I recommended for you to watch that. I was like, I don't know if you want to. Yeah, I watched it. Um, I would say there's enough cringy stuff happening to where like I laugh. Are you in season one or two? Oh, uh, I just finished season two. Yeah, so you got the Aubrey Plaza. That's what motivated you. <laughs> it was a factor. Like I do like Aubrey <laughs> Plaza. Um, I mean, I know you. <laughs> But, like, season one was okay. Like, season one, there was, like, some funny things going on. Yeah, season one was definitely better. Season two, here's the thing with White Lotus. Uh, And I'm going to have to look up the actress's name. I'm not saying she's a bad... Huh? Stifler's mom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's Stifler's mom. I don't think she has a different name. I'm pretty sure (laughs) she I know exactly who you're talking about. Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, I don't know. is just Stifler's mom. (laughs) As an actress, she's fine. She does a good job playing this character. I hate that character. I hated that character. It's the same character she plays in every season one. I hated that character. It's her constant. That's why I don't like her. Hate that character. When when they brought her back for season two, I was like, well, (laughs) I don't know if I want to watch this. But Aubrey Plaza's in it, so I guess we're doing it. Um, and it was bad. It was bad. every I time storyline though too. Every time she pops up, I just like the cringe factor is set to eleven. Like it is just cranked all the way up. And the only thing that made me like be able to get through those scenes was. Uh, when the Dan Levitard show was talking about it, like way back when it was coming out season two, they were talking about Jennifer Coolidge's character. And the one cast member on Dan Levitard did a Jennifer Coolidge impersonation. That was pretty spot on. That made me laugh where they were talking. They're like, yeah, I just don't like Jennifer Coolidge's character. And he goes, Oh, why would you see that? <laughs> <laughs> like I laughed. so She's Stifler's mom and everything. And, I mean, she was in an episode of Friends one time, and she played that same exact character. She had, like, a fake British accent. Like, she always plays the same. And my problem with season two also is, like, I didn't – I really didn't care where everybody's storylines oh, were no. going, except for the the ladies of the night, the two girls that oh, were the yeah, ladies of the, the night. Escorts. I actually was yeah. like, okay, what's happening next with this girl? Like, I want to know what happens next year. Everybody else I didn't care about. And I cringe. I hated – I hated Aubrey Plaza's storyline. I hated that whole mess. Yeah, it was weird. That whole yeah. dynamic, her her and her husband and then the other couple that they were hanging yeah. out with the entire time was just yeah. weird. At least in the other one, you kind of felt like the couples overlapped and like crossed paths enough to make it like a related story. This one, they didn't even try to do that. No. Each, each group had like another group that they interacted with, yeah. but otherwise they were all separated. And it, it was just... Ladies of the Night and the Italian family. And then yeah. it was like... And, like, a little bit with the assistant, but then that ended up not even being. Oh, uh, let me tell you. That was, like, that was 
one of those things where you're watching it and you're like, this is how you end up on Unsolved Mysteries. Um, yeah, absolutely. And they just fell for that trap the entire time. And you're like, dude. Yeah, absolutely. It, and they're the ones that won. They, they won. The, the uh, ones I found the most interesting, they win in the end. Didn't oh, the they? escorts? Did I, did I miss something in the end? The escorts? Yeah, they won. Yeah, they won in the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they did. Yeah, no, they were, I agree with you. That was the most interesting storyline in season two. Uh, but yeah, no, Jennifer, here's the other thing, right? With Jennifer Coolidge's character, and she does this a lot. She cries a lot in season one and season two. And every wow. time she cried, I had to put the TV on mute because I was like, I can't. I can't yeah. do this. I can't listen to this. It's worse than someone just running nails down a chalkboard. Ugh. They're making a season three. But I well for some reason I think it'll be better. I don't I don't know what that reason would be, but for some yeah, reason I think it'll be better. No spoilers, but yeah, I agree. Um <laughs> Brad, what's dominating your life? Um I'm gonna go with something outside of TV for this. Okay. Um, what's been dominating my life? I'm car shopping right now. Ooh. It is miserable. <laughs> Not what are you looking fun for? at all. Looking for a uh Mazda CX-9 pre-owned. Specific. Yeah. Okay. But not a ton of miles on it. And yeah. Yeah, it's it's been not great, not fun. Um, Going into some dealerships had some very interesting experiences. One where uh, we, you know, we were getting to the point where we were going to go back and just kind of talk to financing department, see what they can do. And then... um, you know, they tried to pull something saying, oh, there's someone else is looking at the car. Hang on. They're deciding if they're going to buy it. So we're not we're just sit tight right here. And I'm like, well, if given the choice of the two cars that they said it's between, I would take the one that I was interested in. So, I, you know, whatever. I'm like, that's fine. I'm, I'm ready to walk up and leave. That's fine. Uh, end up waiting there for like an hour um, when they said it was going to be like two minutes. Oh, my goodness. So then uh, I just text a salesman, and I'm like, hey, uh, just let me know what they decide. I know they're taking forever. As we're walking out, notice the other car that they said eventually that they went with, even though I know they didn't. They had that parked back into the space where they put cars when people aren't looking at them. And then uh, immediately after we left, called us to tell us, oh, the one you're interested in, it's still there. Uh, You can come back and talk to us. And I was like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Heck with that. I heard yeah. that uh, he was willing to, you know, when they wouldn't budge on the price for you. Uh, oh yeah, this is the this is the kicker. The manager called and offered you a free oil, one free oil change and one free tire <laughs> rotation. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, "Oh, so I'll throw in, you know, oil change and tire rotation," and I was like, "For life?" And he goes, "Oh no, just the first one." And I was like, "I, I went, <laughs> I was like, that's nothing." No, yeah, like that is insulting. The I last time. I would have blocked her. My biggest thing was like, I don't want like everybody's like, okay, what kind of payment are you looking for? This and that. And I'm like, no, I, I know how much this car should be cost. Like, that's the number I'm working with. I want this. I have a Tundra. That's what I bought. And I was like, I know like what I want to pay for a Tundra. Like it's y'all's business. And you know, like to, you know, make the, the payment to where it, it's going to be. I don't, I don't, I'm not talking payment. It's going to be what it be. I know what 10 grand, <laughs> for five years or 30 grand for five years is going to be like, I know what's going to happen. So like, I want to buy the truck. I don't want to, because you can get this, you know, $40,000 truck to a payment that I say, then that, then I, then I don't want that anymore. I want, I want the truck I can afford 
with the mm -hmm. payment that's uh, relatable to it. So yeah, it just drives me Yeah, crazy. yeah, and so they wouldn't budge on the price, but they were, you know, really wanted us to come back for the, you know, to quote unquote earn, you know, my business. And they're like, well, what what can we do, you know? And I'm like, I don't know, you tell me, what can you do? Because obviously yeah. it's not what I want. So, and they're like, well, uh, you know, we can, what we can do is, you know, what, what if we can bring down, you know, your monthly payments? And I'm like, okay, but if you're not going to bring down the price, the only mathematical solution for that is extending it out over time, which means I pay more in interest, which I'm not interested in. So no. And then they're like, well, we can give you a great discount on extended warranties. And I'm like, which eventually would be a good idea. But given that it's already under a year warranty, I wouldn't need it for that year. And you just want me to pay you more for those extended warranties. So again, everything that you're offering me is for me to pay you more. So again, not interested. And so I hate the process. It, it does stink. And like, we're at a good spot where like, I'll be able to pay off my truck and we will have no car payment for a period of time, assuming things continue to run. And I'm just so looking forward to that time in my life with no car payment. And uh, I know people try to like, attack life without ever getting one i those are smart good people i like I, it's good decision making it's just not where i'm at so <laughs> i'm looking at new cars coming out now like there's a new release of a car coming out next year that i'm like awesome it's coming out next year i'm gonna go look for it here in like three or four years i'm, I'm i'll be yeah. ready for it <laughs> uh leland you've got something that you no, yeah, I, I just, for anybody, uh, and I might not be talking to the guys appropriate for this, but I'm sure a couple of listeners at least are aware of this. Bluey, I've talked about on this podcast before, the Disney show with the little Australian dogs, um, the best kid show on TV because most of the episodes aren't even aimed at kids. They're aimed at adults and they teach you uh, good adult lessons and it's not annoying noise throughout the entire episode. It's, it's solid and a lot of good music in that show. They had new episodes come out on Disney Plus, so uh, some new season three episodes available. So that was exciting. So if you're if you have little ones in your listener, or you have little grandkids, uh, you know, might be talking to uh, Granddaddy Jeff right there. I know his grandkid isn't quite ready for this, but he they will be at some point. Uh, yeah, Bluey episodes, new ones came out, and uh, they were good. I actually like sat with the kids in two different settings and kind of knocked them all out because it was like seven or something. It wasn't that many, and. Uh, yeah, it was, they're, they're good, and the quality is staying up, and I, I like them. So, I don't, I don't expect rebuttal from you guys on this. I don't think either of you watched an episode of Bluey, and that's fine. You are correct. Yeah, no. maybe, maybe someday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, what I know that you need to know is Indiana Jones. Is... Oh, I do need to know. I do need to know because I might be going to this soon. Well, just oh, go boy. ahead and lower your expectations. Um, <laughs> darn it. It's just okay. It's not terrible. It's, it's not, not terrible. terrible. It's if you saw the crystal skull or whatever I the did. last one was, it's better than that. Uh, well, thank goodness. But I mean, that's, I don't know. That is a very low bar. Yeah. That's like saying a second degree burn is better than a third degree burn. Um, <laughs> it's still not great. Um, I just, so this is not a spoiler. Um, because if you think that he's going to die in the first five minutes, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but in the first five minutes of the movie, he gets captured. They do a flashback scene. This is where they CGI the hell out of Harrison Ford to make him young okay. Indiana Jones again. 
Yeah. They're flashing back. It's what yeah, happens. Yeah, they, they're they're trying to hang him because they've captured him, and as you would, the the allies are bombing this fortress right at that time, and they bomb they happen to bomb this building, so the building explodes, and then the support beam that he is you know being strung up on falls. He drops. I don't know, Brad. Would you say like 10, 20 feet somewhere in there? Oh, wow. It's at least a story, probably more. Gets caught on another part of the building, comes to a stop, and in my head, I'm like, oh, broken neck, roll credits. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but no, he's still alive, and I'm like, ah, uh, look, I am willing to give you 80-year-old Harrison Ford's about to blow my mind with some action moves here that no other 80-year-old could ever do. But his neck would have just snapped. At any age. Like, come on. And just the rest of the movie is just from there. Um, I don't know. I don't think this is a spoiler either because they talk about it throughout the entire movie. Time travel is a major, major plot point in the movie. I, that's a quick way to turn me off. Um, and that's all I'll say because yeah. I don't want to spoil anything. But it's just... I'm the same. I'm the same. Uh, aliens and time travel in both of these last two Indiana Jones movies decided to just throw those in. You know what's wrong with killing not... Nazis? Like just have him have exactly. the guy kill some Nazis, dude. That's what I was saying after I saw number four. So like, yeah, that's all we need. Um, I, but in general, though, you say that I'm not against all aliens showing up in movies. There's been oh, no, yeah, thank just... goodness. I thought we were about to have a Kanye moment on this podcast, but. <laughs> I'm not against all movies with time travel. I like me a Back to the Future with Michael J. Fox. I, like they're, yeah, they're but then that's where you start drawing the line of once you come out with all the sequels that everything starts intermingling and everything changes yeah. that you've already done. It leaves, you know, uh, once you open the door for time travel, it's like, oh, well, you could just travel back in time and fix whatever's going on. Yeah. And I'm like, uh. yeah. I don't need an Indiana Jones. I mean, I like I can handle movies with those themes independently. I don't like Indiana Jones. Like, had a pretty good those first three movies. Like, a pretty good range. Like, it, I don't think you need to go to Aliens in the fourth one. I haven't seen this fifth one yet, and you're telling me time travel, and I'm not excited to hear it. But like, <laughs> stay in this good time range right here. Like, ugh. all right. Well, I'll probably still go see it. I I haven't been to like an action movie in a movie theater in. Uh, it's 2023, so uh, for like four years. So, like, I think that's what I'm excited about. Like, go sit in a movie theater and see some action. And so, I didn't do the Top Gun. I didn't go see it. Yeah, I liked Top Gun. Top Gun was I all it was right. Good. Yeah, Top Gun was all right. I'll catch it at some point. I, I like know Top it's Gun better than this. Now. I just haven't caught it yet. I like Top Gun better than this. Now, uh, that being said, as I said when I saw that movie, uh, every scene that there wasn't one of them strapped into a fighter jet, I was like, what are we doing here? Because kind of like you felt with White Lotus on like, I don't care about these people. Um, when they were like, Wyatt Teller's dad or whatever. Not Wyatt Teller. What is his name? Wyatt Teller's dad? What's his? What's that actor's name? Wyatt Teller is the guy who used to play at Virginia Tech. Um, and Miles. Also Liberty Miles. High School. Miles Teller. Yes, Miles Teller. Uh, every time that we were talking about Miles Teller's dad, Goose, I was like, look, I don't care about Goose or you or whatever you're trying to tell me right now. Like this new Indiana Jones with Sergio Garcia sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Sean Clinton. Um, but 
Yeah, it Wyatt was just. Teller's dad. <laughs> Shout out Wyatt Teller, uh, Liberty Bealton High School. Um, friend, of the, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast now. Uh, but he played in the NFL. Uh, but uh, anyway, you talking about movie theaters reminded me. I I need to. I am going to judge the next movie I see in a theater by the body count. Because there needs to be, like, little to no children. There were kids, well, I don't know, there was maybe two kids in this movie. And one of them committed a cardinal sin in movies. Look, I don't like when people do this at the end of the movie, because I think it's extremely stupid. But this person was doing it in the middle of the movie. Every time Indiana Jones, you know, does a a stunt, or a callback, or, like, punches a Nazi or something, it was just like, I'm like, dude, literally nobody well, involved kid, in this movie. How, how, how young are we talking? I don't know, like 10, 12. Oh, okay, 12. I thought you were going to be like some 20-year-old whippersnapper. Yeah, that's no, how no. I do. I'm that old. No, like, no, no. 10 or 12. 10 or 12. It was a legit kid. Legit kid. <laughs> I was like, no one involved in this movie is here. You should <laughs> never clap in a movie theater. If you find yourself clapping in a movie theater, stop. Get, get some help. The Michael Jordan meme. Stop. Get some help. Like, that. you're a problem. And then, if that wasn't bad enough, there's a scene near the end of the movie where there's a character that comes through the door and a full-grown adult behind me goes, guess who? And I did, it took everything in me not to turn around and go, shut up. Like, what? Is this Mystery Science Theater 3000? Like, did I step, did I step into a live version of a crappier mystery science theater 3000 and that's what's happening to me right now like it was just like when that grown adult was like guess who i was like (laughs) mike tyson and turn around and just bop him right in the nose like i just i can't stand that stuff i can't stand when grown people do that i can't stand like look again it's a 10 12 year old i get it right like that's going to happen sometimes because kids are kids. Now, the number of times it happened, I was a little concerned that the parent or guardian of this child didn't say, hey, we don't do that in a movie theater. We're not the only ones in here. Please stop. The people Um, who made this aren't present. Yeah, the people who made this. Literally, not even any of the extras in this movie that are you don't even see their face. They're being filmed on the streets of you know, whatever, Morocco aren't even here yeah we're not even in the same freaking country as those extras okay so just stop we're not even in the same hemisphere stop clapping they can't hear you that's what i wanted to say and i was just like come on but it's the only time i've been in a movie theater where i wasn't expecting to see a child and the child did make themselves known but not in a loud vocal way, only because they were sitting literally right in front of me. And I was like, well, that's bad parenting. Was And Brad, did you go see The Revenant with us? Oh, yeah. You remember that kid that that guy brought into The Revenant? That was, I'm telling you. Now, that that is, I know I've just complained about a kid and me knowing their presence in a movie theater because they're making noise. 
that kid made a little bit of noise, but it wasn't like loud to disturb the whole theater. Yeah, but it was like disturbance of their brain. Like they're yeah. Gonna be a now I felt awful like... for them. I felt yeah, awful for them. Understand noise when this. Yeah, I was like, well, yeah, he's gonna be traumatized, <laughs> and that yeah. kid's never gonna be right ever again because this dad was like, PTSD, you know what? Yeah. I really need to see the revenant. <laughs> I just remember the dude sitting next to me, no emotion, no sound the entire time, until that one guy says the one line about. Maybe you should have raised the man instead of, yeah, you know. And then he goes, huh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about him. Oh, that was great. But yeah, no, the kid when the extremely rough scene to watch, period, is going mm-hmm. on. And I'm not talking about the bear. Uh, and the dad just, like, the kid is hiding his face in the seat like that child should have the entire movie. And the dad just goes, it's going to be okay. And I was like, no. I'm just telling you, man, there's no, like, decision-making wasn't going through a mom there. Like, Oh, no, was, no. This was dad's weekend. Like, yep. that, that's... <laughs> I've got to say, though, to, to Joe's point of people in the movie theater, like, I hate something going to movie happened during COVID that yep. everyone lost their, their movie etiquette. I don't know. Everyone just got used to being in their own home where they could do and make noises of whatever they want, but they forgot how to act in public at a movie. But Every single time I go to a movie, movie now, I, no, I try not to. I'd say, like, what's up with this? Like, what? Like, I'd shut up and listen to the. These are thing. people. These are people who think they're funny. They are the lowest common denominator among us. So this is social media's fault, then. Yes. There's teens in front of me at this uh, at the Indiana Jones movie getting up. The same guys, the same like three guys getting up every ten minutes, going to the bathroom, probably getting high and coming back. <laughs> I love and I'm like, it. what are you? Why did you come here? Reckless why did speculation. You come here? <laughs> Literally, why else are they getting up every ten minutes? Yeah, like what are they doing? That cocaine's not gonna snort itself. Um... <laughs> Dudes in the back coughing like gross sounds, like. Coughing up phlegm, dude. I'm like, what are you doing? Why did you come out here tonight? What are you doing? Then you got a dude, uh, Joe. I maybe you weren't with us. I think we went with mom to see a movie uh, back in Winchester. Some there, there was some guy on his phone, like before the movie, doesn't cut it off properly. Halfway through the movie, the his video starts going off. Love it in his pocket. And then he starts looking at us and he's like, can you turn that off? And I'm like, it's not coming from me, dude. Pulls his phone out of his pocket. It's him. <laughs> can you turn that off? I don't know. Can you? Yeah, give me your phone. I'll turn it off for you. <laughs> that would have been great. I guess. I oh, care. my gosh. That would have been great. Uh, <laughs> Take it to the door and throw it out. Now, of Leland, oh. I will tell you this. If you go to Zeus, the previews you're going to get, great A previews. I'm excited for those previews. Equalizer 3. With Denzel Washington, I need to see Equalizer 2. I didn't realize there was one, but I'm in. Uh, and then Napoleon with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, that preview looked good. I'm in. I didn't, yeah, know Wa- I didn't know Joaquin Phoenix was that short, but I'm in. <laughs> and there's like a little teaser trailer for a new Hunger Games movie. Sure. I think all of those are probably going to be better than the movie I sat through after that. Did my theater experience make it worse? Probably. But also... Like, I don't know. I had a decision to make at the time. Because my mom was coming to visit, and we, were gonna, we wanted to go see a movie. I looked, and I was like, all right. 
mom is not going to see the new insidious movie <laughs> no um i can't believe i convinced her to go see knock at the cabin and i do feel bad convincing her after watching it um <laughs> because that is a dark dark ending So my choices were Indiana Jones. Uh, gosh, what is the other one called? Freedom. Sound of yeah, Freedom. Sound of Freedom. Sold out throughout the nation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was also very dark, though. Apparently sold out in Waynesboro too, or Mission Impossible <laughs> Seven. Uh, Sound of Freedom. Yeah, Sound of Freedom didn't really sound like a jam of like I want a nice fun day at the movies. Um, Mission Impossible 7 and Indiana Jones then. And I'm like, Mission Impossible it's on 7. Elemental, you know, a Pixar film. That has been out for a while. We probably would have had almost nobody there then. Um, and hopefully the kids would have been better behaved. But I figured more people at Mission Impossible 7 because it's newer. So let's go see Indiana Jones. I chose wrong. I don't know. Maybe Indiana Jones is, or maybe Mission Impossible 7 was a more, you know, theater appropriate crowd. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Brad, you're right. I, I think COVID did break people in terms of like just general etiquette, but especially at movie theaters. Mm -hmm. The Top Gun one, I was pumped. There was like almost no one else in there. So, and the people that were in there were older, so I didn't have to worry about them like making a bunch of noise. They were there because they're like, oh man, I remember when I was an adult and Top Gun came out. Like, let me watch that. Awesome. Um, outside of that it was Knock at the Cabin which was an older crowd it wasn't going to be like a bunch of kids at that movie um, and then it was before COVID for me like I haven't seen a ton of movies in a theater uh, since COVID and, and I don't know if I this experience is going to make me sign up for more just because again like people clapping and you know like dude my nightmare. I don't know. Who are you? I don't know. John Angelos. Like, <laughs> just trash. So when we talk about what's dominating our life, we all like slow played what's actually dominating at least a portion of our lives every single day. And that's the Immaculate Grid. And I know we talked about it on the podcast last week, but Brad wasn't on last week. Brad, how much do you love Immaculate Grid? I hate it. Oh, come on. I hate it. I'm bad at it. You haven't been Immaculate yet? No, I've been one away. First ever. Forgot. I'm always I've, one away. I feel like I'm always eight for nine. I forgot an Oriole and Cardinal, and it killed me oh. when everyone started telling me all the names that I should have known. Yeah. Yeah, you would take some hate for that. Mm -hmm. I, I Today, I had the – I've had this before. It was, like, early, like, day one or two. But, like, I just – my I just hit a name. Like, I typed in uh, Seeger, and instead of getting – Corey Seeger, there was Kyle Seeger, and I like clicked it, and like as I'm like okay or whatever it is on it, select. I realized and I missed it, so I just took my screenshot and I took a pin on the screen <laughs> and wrote who I wanted in that last box, and I was like, damn it, I was gonna have nine out of nine, but I wasn't. But I it, it wasn't yeah. a match. Not trying to make that argument. I messed up, but I was close. Now, Brad, I don't think today. you're gonna guess this, but I'll I'll go ahead and. Um, just give you an extra hint. So the last square I needed, and I was stuck on it for a while, was Astro National. This guy was also a former Oriole reliever. Mm, it has to be a reliever. It's obscure. <clears throat> like, not from the good old days. 
I probably wouldn't know him. Matt Albers. Oh, I do remember that name. As yeah. as Chris so eloquently called him in our group text, uh, <laughs> Fatty Matty. Um, <laughs> oh, I remember that guy. Yeah. That was how I got my first Immaculate Grid today. Um, it felt good to finally get one. But Brad, let's end on a high note. I know we talked some Orioles earlier, and there was some positive, but there was also a lot of negative. But let's get back to the positive. With as great as they're doing. We have to throw hey, the Tampa negative Bay in there, right? Today. Tampa Bay lost today, too, so we're still only a game out. We're going to catch them. They, admit, they lost on a pass ball. Uh, Love it. Shucks. Um, could never happen to Adley. Um, but <laughs> you and I were talking about this as recently as last night. I've told Leland this before. I've told other people who know me when we talk when I talk about the Orioles and they ask about the Orioles and what I think. I'm scared. Not because I think this team is gonna just absolutely crumble before my very eyes. The opposite. I'm starting to believe. I am starting to believe. I am visualizing the parade. I'm visualizing <laughs> Adley on the float. I'm visualizing watching us win the World Series. I've, I've, I've pictured us beating the Braves. I've pictured us beating the Dodgers. I've pictured us beating the Marlins, the Reds, all kinds of teams. <laughs> I'm scared. Like, I am believing. I, I put in the, a group message with Leland and his friend Steve today, like, call me Kenny Loggins because I'm in the danger zone. <laughs> I am dreaming. I am scared. I have I have long said on this podcast, and I you could put this on my tombstone when I am dead and gone. Hope is the most dangerous thing in the world, and I have hope with the Baltimore Orioles right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's crazy because I didn't think that they would be as good as they are right now. Um, where they are, that you know, to me, it, everything says that they shouldn't be. And especially with, you know, we haven't solved any pitching problems. Yeah, the the starting rotation currently is doing enough, but they historically, even in this season, have not. The bullpen, great at the beginning of the season. Right now, kind of doo-doo. So, you know, we're kind of in that situation where I'm sitting here thinking, if we don't get, you know, a couple more arms in the pen that are solid, always go-to kind of guys, uh, you know, an arm or two for the rotation that we can rely on, nothing's going to change and he, yeah, we'll make the playoffs, but we won't, we won't advance very far in it. Um, and, uh, you know, that's all I have to really say about that. I mean, you know, you, the hope is there, I think hopefully within the next year or two, but to me, it all, it all comes down to what can Elias do with the permission of bonehead Johnny Angelos. So, I, and I hear you, Brad, and I'm not saying you're wrong. Cause I, I would love to get another starter at the, deadline i would love to get another bullpen arm at the deadline and i think that helps us become even more world series ready but i'll ask you this who in the american league can we not beat there's any team that could just beat us though out of nowhere i hear you like but our, we could also be any could just give up four home runs in a row for no reason but we I mean, could so beat any team late. be positive yeah but we could beat any team and leland leland thinks i am craziest for this team only like when it's virginia tech <laughs> i will give him all the reasons we won't win a game 
I can I can easily look yeah, at our I team and be like, this like no, we're gonna lose because this. With the Orioles, <laughs> the Orioles yeah, Leland, even it. before we were good, I'd be like, I don't know, Leland. Like, who knows, man? Like, yeah. Now Leland was. and I didn't talk, but I would have been like, Sydney Ponzone, maybe. No, 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 no. I hot. like. I'm like, I think Virginia Tech women's basketball could have a chance at the final four this year as a one seed in this tournament. Yeah. He's like, shut up. No way. Shut <laughs> up. But these Orioles could just win the World Series this year. And I'm like, how is my comment unfounded when they're a one seed? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but Virginia Tech women's basketball has given me hope too, um, because I've seen them be now able to make a final have, four. They have to earn it. These Orioles don't have to earn crap. Well, I've, I've seen somebody beat, a, like, oh, beat giant they killers. They beat giant killers in the tournament. <laughs> I'm ready to be giant killers in the Major League Baseball playoffs. Those giant Tampa Bay Rays, um, Texas Rangers, Houston Astros. Whoever comes out of the AL Central, we will absolutely smash. It amazes me whoever comes up with the power rankings because we'll we'll sweep a team like the Rangers and they'll be like, oh, the Rangers are second though in the power rankings behind the Rays. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> well, you know who has a say in that? Buster. Yeah, Buster's like oh, the Orioles are 30th in the power rankings because they actually don't have any starters who are good, and yeah, they scored all those runs and win those games. But if you take into account, if you get rid of all the runs they scored, then they would have lost. Thanks, Buster. I would love to make Buster the first man to touch the sun. I just, I would love for him to have that kind of history. <laughs> All right. Let's get this out of here. I want to remind listeners, because I've talked about this show so much, Justified, the Revival Limited series. Oh, that's true. That's coming out soon. It's coming out mm-hmm. tomorrow, Tuesday. I don't, I'm not sure when Joe's posting this thing, but Tuesday this week, it's out. So I'm super <laughs> excited. Uh, so make sure you're listening. It will be my what's dominating my life next week. Just my initial thoughts to the first episode because I think they're only gonna be available one at a time. But yeah. I'm looking forward. I know it's not gonna be as good as the original, but I'll I'll just take it. So um, that's a preview for next week's. As uh, along with other things, we'll be talking about the sports that matter to you, the Augusta County sports fan. Uh, as we get closer to those high school sports coming back, and make sure you are following us at Yak Sports Pod on Twitter or Facebook. And threads, we are active on there oh, now. Okay, and not not everybody that you know participates in creating this podcast even knows that, but it, it's true. And uh, yaksportspod at gmail.com is the way to email us. And make sure you are telling your friends to subscribe on, to us on Podbean, Apple, Google, answer. or Spotify. Most ways you can find podcasts, you can find us. And so tune in next week. We'll see who comes on next week. Uh, you know, maybe I need. Uh, I don't have a brother but maybe I need to pull somebody in next week and, and have an equivalent podcast. Can we talk to but Dan? I like the man. when Brad's on. I, I do enjoy it when Brad's on. Like I'm yeah. not saying like I need to make up for something. This has been good. I felt like we teamed up on Joe a little bit at a couple times, especially <laughs> yeah, between recording times when there was uh technical. Oh yeah. I do want to, so. before we sign off, I do want to say you are going to hear different levels of recording at different yes, times. You are gonna. That's we had. And by we, I mean me. Had a hell of a time with my laptop. It's been a three-hour record. For, it's for it's been <laughs> awful. I've hated every second of it with the technical difficulties. I'm so glad Brad has been patient and Leland has been patient getting this in. Um, but it's been a blast uh, with Brad being on, yeah, talking uniforms, absolutely. talking Orioles, two of my favorite things to talk about, especially in the summer. Um, One thing uh, I would like to say as well before signing okay. off, um, a TV show um, – Apparently, not a lot of people actually 
our age know about, um, Yellowstone, uh, I thought that was pretty common. But um, yeah, apparently a lot of people our age don't really know about it or I don't haven't seen true. it and know it as the show that their parents watch. So uh, um, yeah, well, I can see that too. Watch it, watch it, it's good. <laughs> I will say the most recent season, fan service, not a whole lot going on. The acting with the kid and the mom is pretty terrible, but throw all that out. The rest of the show is good. We got to wrap up the Yellowstone. We need to see yes. what happens. Even if it's bad acting, we got to uh, see. Oh, we're never going to see it though. 1923, watch those prequels. They're, uh, they're amazing. Um, they're dark. They're good. I don't know I if we're ever going to see that. The writers, the writer's strike and this actor's strike seem like it might go on for a while. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We may never Maybe see the final good. episode of Maybe Yellowstone. I'm worried about Old Man. I liked Old Man. And I'm not, I'm, yeah. am I going to get a season two? Back. Yeah, it might not. But A, honestly, the more I read about the writer's strike, I'm, I'm not uh, crying. I, I want it to come back, but after the people get what they deserve. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it, trying yeah. to have AI write shows, trying to yeah, have, it's all messed up. yeah, trying to, to use AI to, replace actors and actresses so they don't have to pay them i mean that's just ridiculous like come on absolutely um and i'm sorry for interrupting you joe go go ahead no, you're good you're good you're good leland loves when i when people interrupt me um but I do yeah maybe we could get you know dan the man on to talk about his missed opportunity another first pitch it seems like every time he's scheduled to have a first pitch it rains so it did and then they rescheduled it for four o'clock today oh i thought that that's what that was when i saw oh, who they, they were did. playing yeah um that's they unfortunate got their oh well um but i know you're gonna wrap up do we have an instagram uh we technically do i just have never posted on it okay because when you and said I've we had, had it a for threads, a long time i just have never posted on it yeah when you said we had a threads i was like wait do we have an instagram no we had an instagram i've created it a long time ago and yeah. so it came in handy for a threads and we were gonna post pictures of us doing different stuff but we never did because no um, we never talked about it. i just made it in case we needed it we're not very picturey of a podcast so we we, we took those be. pictures of us for our, our podcast when we started and that's it like that's last and time we picture. need new pictures because i don't we look do. like that anymore yeah we do we do but well, thanks for everyone for listening. We'll be back next week with another. Uh, we're gonna try another fun guest this week, next week, because it, it worked out this week. Um, but then we'll start back with our usual stuff in August and uh, run into football season. We look forward to all of that. We'll be back next week. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast.